Cinemodities, late night movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And this week on Cinemodities, everybody in the audience gets a free Hummer. Isn't that exciting, Zach? <laughs> oh, I'm always excited for a free Hummer. Oh, but it's yes. not a gas station, though, so I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> See, Zach, you were supposed to say, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would this jog your memory, though? Particularly if a cop came in asking. Sure would not. How you like me now, Jeff? Not much better. What if we add a Hummer? Who is we? I got this. Watch front counter. Hurry up. But this should, week, yeah, go for it. I guess we should mention that Claws season three is starting. Like uh, by the time you're hearing this, a month ago, but oh as of God, like right is it, now, is it really? How many babies do you think <laughs> Virginia and the autistic brother have now? Do you think they're like playing house yet? She wear I, in the promo. She's wearing like an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I think they're all. I think all the male cats. I know, like in the promos, they keep talking. They're like. It's like it's Niecy Nash, and she's like, "Now I'm the boss," and I don't see any more like Uncle Uncle Daddy. I don't Uh-oh. see Roller. I don't see Guy McFace, and I'm like, "Did did they murder them all? Like, like is that like <laughs> like the ending of season two? It's like the idea of just like was at the end of what Godfather, where they're going around just murder. Like you're, all, all the other crime mm-hmm. bosses are murdered. Like I think yeah. is that how it ends? Niecy Nash just like and they sing once again to Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Yeah, every major death scene or murder scene, they dance and they sing that. <laughs> so yeah, claws. It's still a thing. It still haunts me in my dreams, folks. Oh, it haunts us constantly. It's the ghost in the cinema of these restaurants, <laughs> as far as we're concerned. <laughs> the ghost of Nisi Nash, it's yeah. who's somehow still alive. <laughs> Indeed. Well, claws aside, thankfully we're not focusing on claws this week. We didn't watch any more of that. Um, and we probably never will. We'll just get random updates so we can marvel in its insanity. But we are continuing on with our third episode in our sketch comedy series. And we are jumping up still to the late 90s, but we are actually breaking into the 2000s with this show as well. It is everybody's favorite Nickelodeon young female star, Amanda Bynes' The Amanda Show. Now, Zach, I already know. But I, I want you to tell our audience, you're excited for this one, finally, right? This is something you can talk about, you know about. Yes, it's not just giving Rob, like, mindlessly droning on about why these things are funny and why I'm not allowed to say they're not funny. <laughs> yes, and when I, I knew this, I knew Zach wanted to talk about The Amanda Show. I think I've always had it in my head that this would have to be touched upon for uh, many reasons whenever I was thinking about, you know, the structure of the sketch comedy series. Um, but... When we were, or I was picking episodes, uh, Zach actually asked me about a particular sketch, if I remembered it. I went and I found it, and it turns out that in the same episode, with the sketch Zach was questioning me about, there was something that I could include for us to watch that would make Zach enjoy this week's discussion even more. And Zach, it's the dancing in the episode with vitamin C. Aren't you excited we get more dancing this week? <laughs> I got to say, it's funny. I, I, when I saw vitamin C there, I'm like, I felt like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. I'm like, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> like, what yes. happened to vitamin C? Like, I, it, like, is she still a thing? 
I don't believe so, but yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you where, you know, when I watched this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, that that happened. Because <laughs> like, well, as soon as I hear about vitamin C, I'm not thinking about the actual like nutrient. And I think it should be worth knowing you type in vitamin C to Google. Like you do not get anything about the singer. It's just vitamin C, the multivitamin. How to prevent scurvy. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, even like in a suggested like like terms you get like foods benefits serums tablets deficiency for skin powder fruits pills and orange <laughs> even when you hit you type in the letter s afterwards it's the third suggested item after serum and supplement <laughs> oh man that's crazy that's a that's a huge drop off <laughs> poor vitamin c just dropped off it says her years active are still like it's like 1988 to present you think she's just like following amanda Bynes around saying please we need to do another episode of the amanda show so i can you know dance again i think she was the one that took over her twitter account in 2013 oh <laughs> yes probably the reason zach is most excited to discuss the amanda show mainly partly because you know it has that childhood nostalgia but m primarily because you know we have some great tweets to talk about <laughs> apparently in 2012 she was appointed to vice president of music at nickelodeon Go vitamin, figure. Still talk about vitamin C? Yes. Oh, geez. Okay. Interesting. Rob, we need to do, <laughs> Rob, on this podcast, we only do two things. We talk about claws in early 2000s pop. And by including <laughs> that episode, we, we have to delve into early 2000s pop. Well, I, okay, okay, Zach, what are your thoughts on vitamin C? Was this, was this up there with the 18s for you back in the day? Because I can say for sure, certain, I was never really a vitamin C fan. <laughs> Vitamin C, like when I think of vitamin C, I think about da 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 da. I don't know any of the words of the song. Graduation. <laughs> like it's it's I've always been fascinated by like certain types of music. And like if you want to become a popular, I guess, pop singer, mm -hmm. all you need to do is create like an anthem. And you're like sure. guaranteed to make money for the rest of your life. Cause it's like there's certain songs are just like they become like ant it's like a Oh God, Taylor Swift and like we are never ever ever getting back together. I'm like, well, yeah. like if Taylor Swift didn't have a career before that or even afterwards, that's like like guarantee residuals forever because it's just it's generic breakup song that anybody anybody can relate to. Exactly. And whereas Vitamin C had that, like at every single graduation, that song is played <laughs> at least once. Like that's to say, like there are no other than like the Green Day song. Which can like maybe like in like retrospect was applied to like things coming to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, what is what's what's the Green Day song they play graduations to, Rob? Uh, um, is it When September Ends? No, no, yeah, no. I, I mean, it, no, it was it was before American Idiot. I can. I, I it's, oh, it's, oh, they played okay. It at the, okay, someone in the audience right now is yelling. They I'm sure played they are. It at the, they played. <laughs> <laughs> they're yelling before we got. If they're a Green topic. Day. If they know this, they're a Green Day fan. They're absolutely yelling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it played the end of the Seinfeld finale. Like, I, I know it from that. I don't know the name of the song is because it's like uh, I can I can very poorly hum the song. But that's not gonna do it though. But yes, like if Vitamin C, like there's only one like graduation song. And it's that. Like, that's it. No one's sure. like this. she has the mo the market cornered on graduating from like <laughs> whether it be middle school, high school, college. That song is played. Yep, yep. That's her like no, her standout. Yeah, and well, it's not even that. It's just the song. It's like I've never. I, I can't think of another song that's tied to a specific life event. Is that? Oh no, no. I mean, I definitely I get you, but about all of her music, you know, that's the one. She, like you said, that's the one she's going to be remembered for. She had another song other than that. 
I mean, the one she she danced to to the Amanda show. <laughs> I think it's a studio musician just like wrote something in 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that was a song of hers. Uh, <laughs> At least that's okay. what my research found. <laughs> All right. It could but be yeah. an internet conspiracy. We can only hope. Yeah, the inter- internet even described it as her hit single, Me, Myself, and I. Oh, I did. In all honesty, that it did not like it felt like early two thousands pop, but yes. it didn't really do anything for me. Like I listened to it, I'm like it's nice, it's better than like ninety nine percent of the stuff that like is on. Oh god, I can't say radio because no one listens to the radio anymore. <laughs> uh, better than stuff that's being streamed. So yeah, it's like it's better than that, but it's nothing. To get, it's it's not the eighteenth. Or even, but there's dancing though. But there's dancing, Zach. Yeah, but it's limited dancing. It's like she's just kind of like bopping around. There's like four backup singers. Or backup dancers, and they're kind. They don't move sometimes. It was compared to the 18s. It was a severe lack of dancing. Okay, okay. So this is you're saying that this dancing did not live up. It did not live up to the standards of dancing that we expect at here in Cinemodities. Yes, the 18s have set a lofty (laughs) goal when it comes to to dancing, and this didn't reach that. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, well, I guess you know then. How do we want to end this episode? <laughs> I guess we'll play some uh, vitamin C in reverse. Yes, perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> no, all right. Okay, so as we said, we are discussing the Amanda show. Zach is on board for once. And as we have uh, usually done, we might deviate from this. But when we're talking about these shows that have many episodes, I believe the Amanda show actually has 40 true episodes, not counting the best of episodes. Um, we only watched some. But this one, like I said, we might deviate, talk about some other sketches because there's so damn many on The Amanda Show. But we are discussing season one, episode five, season one, episode 12, season two, episode two, season three, episode five, and season three, episode 10. I didn't give any names because they don't have names. They're just like the episode and then the number that they play in the in the series. So... You can find it with the information I gave you. Stop begging for more, okay? Calm down, audience. <laughs> so, Slow Zach, down, please. since this is the first episode in our series of sketch comedy that you are um, relatively more gung-ho about, where would you like to start with discussion of The Amanda Show, our good old Nickelodeon classic? Context, 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 context. Perfect. We've been doing this so long. That's exactly where I would have started, Zach. (laughs) At this point, our audience would be disappointed if I didn't immediately delve into my context with this show. I don't know. You don't think it would be like a subversion of expectations if we did context like at the very end, even after like snacks and stuff? We'll save that for the Chappelle show. Oh, yeah. Our history with this. (laughs) That'd be fun to do. I'd do an entire episode discussing it and be like, this is our experience behind it. It, it right gives on. you it gives you the context after the fact. It's kind of like having your like, oh god, after dinner mint is like the first like as the appetizer. <laughs> I think salad, we... salad flavored mint. <laughs> That'd be a fun experiment for cinemodies. We actually sit there and do the entire discussion backwards. We talk about late night mo- or snack, late night movie, <laughs> cinemati status. We do it in reverse. Oh God! And not just know, play it in reverse, but we legit do it backwards. Yeah, I I know I know that you have not yet watched the uh, episodes I've chosen for our Wonder Shows in discussion discussion, but that sounds very applicable. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, folks, <laughs> look forward to that. So All no right. context, connoisseur of yes. context, throw it out. Oh yeah, oh man, we're, delve it. We're diving in, folks. This one has a lot of context to it. I remember, I, I used to watch this as any kid that grew up in the early 2000s. 
like religiously. Like anytime this was on, I always put it on. I I think for the most okay, from what I remember, I guess you'd say I'm going to partition this context into rem- how I remembered this show prior to watching the episodes Rob gave me, mm-hmm. and then how I felt about them afterwards. Or I okay. guess where maybe the my memory of the show versus actually seeing it again for the first time in probably like ten years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So like I this was like always one of those shows that was my go-to shows from Nickelodeon. It wasn't until like more when I, I turned like like 11, 12, that I went more toward Disney Channel because I was always like a Nickelodeon kid. Like I I I drank the Kool-Aid on Rugrats, all of them. Doug. I, I just found recently like I had like two giant like Doug stuffed, like I don't even want to call them stuffed animals, but they was just like like weird, like oh god, like three foot tall dolls of like Doug and Skeeter. Oh my god, Zach, I think I had these same exact things. <laughs> Definitely, well, I, I, I've definitely had these, like, you know, not life-size, but, you know, almost... Like, three foot high, right? Yeah, yeah, high. like, like, uh, like, like, big nutcracker status is what it makes me think of. But they were, like, dolls, so, like, they weren't, like, they didn't stand upright. Yeah, they were definitely soft material, like, you yeah, could bend them and stuff, yeah. So, like, yeah, I was always Nickelodeon kid, and so when this came on, this was kind of, like, outside the norm for Nickelodeon, or I guess, I was never a big All That fan, I guess we should, I should say that, clarify, I, I, don't, I preferred the Amanda show to All That, All That I found was a little too, I didn't think a lot of that was funny, like, I know, like, my main memories of All That are, oh, God, the, the, the girl who looked like Rosie O'Donnell, but smaller, like, <laughs> it's, like, rhyming. Yes. And Keenan Thompson in a bathtub, like rhyming. A lot of things involved rhyming, but I did like some of the all that stuff. Welcome, I, I, to, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. May I take your order? <laughs> I I was never a Good Burger. I guess that was I was too young for that. Okay, okay. And then that was like ninety five, and I was just too young. I, I never, I, I don't think I've ever seen Good Bug, uh, Good Burger. Uh, so yeah, so like when Amanda show came on, I really liked that because I remember it wasn't Amanda Bynes on all that. That's how she like really kind of started on Nickelodeon. Yep. Yeah, she definitely was. I think um, she she had this some sketch where um, I I think it was her. I haven't seen all that in so long, but it was like where she would s- sit on her bed and people would she would like read letters or something. And remember, she would always like be like, "Dear whatever," and she'd go, "That's me." You remember? You know? Remember yeah. That? that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah, was her. Rings a bell. Hi everyone. It's time for Ask Ashley. So that was like her reoccurring character on all that. And she got the spinoff. Yeah. So when the Amanda show started, like I, like even to this day or even prior to watching these episodes, like anytime I would, like on occasion, I would end something be like, or someone's like, okay, I think we're done. I'll be like, all right, bring in the dancing lobsters. And I get like <laughs> weird looks from people. Cause like, I guess nobody remembers that is like a, a joke to like punctuate mm-hmm. the ending of something. I'd have that. I remember like judge Trudy uh, like I, I know, I remember Josh Bell. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Drake, Drake Bell. I'm sorry, Drake Bell and yeah. Josh Peck. And I remember that. I remember a couple of things here and there, but that was kind of it. Like I didn't really remember much. Like that, like when I really honestly got thought about it, because I think I told Rob last week at the end of our Mister Show recording, I'm like, I might need to see more of this show because there's only like a couple of things I remember. And one of them being, I have this like very vague memory of I absolutely found it hysterical that she had some sort of bit where she like. Tears a, a doll apart with a chainsaw And for some reason I found that back in the day Like I, it blew my mind on like a hilarity level Don't know why And that was kind of it For the Amanda show Because I know even like my And we'll get more into this Like when we talk about specific uh, segments and stuff But like I'm my, my nephew Who's we're going to bleep out the adjective Once again <laughs> Another hallmark of the Cinemonies podcast 
I remember he was obsessed with this show. Like this was like, I mean, this was his bread and butter. Like he adored this to the point where he'd go around, like it became annoying. Like he'd go around yelling, Mah! and like, that was just a thing that he would do all the time. And like, it was like, okay, after like the, like, like the 40th time it stopped being cute, but he'd just keep going around, like have like do like the buck teeth Facebook. Mah! And like that was like, and then like it, it was funny. I didn't even remember that until after I watched all the Rob episodes, and I'm like, "What was that even called?" Like, all I remembered was "meh." I don't remember anything about. It. I remember that sound more than yeah, anything about yeah. the, that sketch. And yeah, that's kind of like, like I watched this all the time, and I thought I loved it, and then I watched it, <laughs> and I'll let Rob go through his context. Perfect, perfect. So I I have a very similar history with it. Of course, uh, I watched this. Probably Zach put it in the perfect, correct set of words. Whenever this was on, I would watch it. I remember even being on vacation and watching this, and I loved it. Um, It it was probably the first sketch comedy show I really, really got into, because at the same time, you know, all that, while I did watch that, I wouldn't say that I was uh, as big of a fan. Um, I I was definitely into Kablam, though, uh, which was also on Nickelodeon, but probably a little Earlier than this, maybe ending around the time the Amanda show, I'm not sure. Uh, but Kablam was great, but that was animated, of course. So I loved the Amanda show, and eventually I forgot about it. You know, I got older, it stopped airing, I just kind of moved on to different things. But then when I was in my undergrad and I went through my f- big phase of like, I got to collect everything, I got to get files, you know, I got to have all that on my, my own personal storage. I was racking my brain of like, well, you know, what would I want? And the Amanda show popped in there because, you know, I think just talking about sketch comedy with people, someone brought it up and I was like, oh, of course, the Amanda show. So I got my hands on copies of the Amanda show. Uh, I think, you know, the day I got it, I told my roommates and they were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a funny show. And we watched it. We watched maybe one or two episodes and we were like, we don't want to watch any more of this. And so I think Zach and I are actually heading in a similar direction this was a little difficult for me to watch and and really, you know, get through. I actually watched these episodes in chunks where I would like watch, sit down, watch one, take some notes, and then I'd leave it alone for like a day. And then I'd come back and watch two and take some notes. And I know we'll get into why I think that. But is that what you're, you're feeling as well, that there's something about this that didn't age well or it didn't keep up with our, you know, growing or maturity? Oh, I'm so glad you're saying this because I feel like I was going to be the Debbie Downer. <laughs> this was awful in retrospect. I like this is it's dude. Not- I thought I was going to be the Debbie Downer. Like half an hour ago, I was sitting here and I was like, "Is this really what I'm going to say that I hate this?" <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh God, I watched this and I was so angry through most of it. Like I'm watching this, being like. This like, like don't get me wrong. Some of it, it has some of its moments. Oh I'm yeah, we'll, we'll highlight them, of course. But overall, it's it's oh, rough. It's it's yeah, it's bad. Like I watch this now, like how we've talked about, like how our dumb generation like worships The Office, Parks and Rec, Bob's Burgers, and I'm like, this is why because nothing in this is is, is funny. It's just random stuff with a laugh <laughs> track. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what it is. It's just like I'm watching this, and I know like there's a lot of videos on YouTube of like the Big Bang Theory without the laugh track, and people are like, "Oh, it's an awful show with bad writing." It's just like they've conditioned people to laugh, and I'm like, "This is it for kids." Yeah. Like, this is the exact same. Like nothing, like nothing in this is funny. Like don't get me wrong, there are like really like odd moments where it's like, "Oh, like okay, I guess," but some of it, it like this is like an obnoxious show, like yes. genuinely obnoxious, and. It's like, yes, it has not aged well at all, 
And it, know. but like this, this was like, where I said like with the Aristocats, I had to turn it off because I was losing my mind. At one point, I actually had to like skip. We'll get. Oh, we'll talk about the specific segment later on. But I actually had to skip a segment because I completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And I got to it. I I actually had like like a, like a a ping or a strike of like PTSD, and I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I despised this when I was a kid. I'm not watching this. I don't care if Rob has planned his entire thesis around this. I'm not wasting my time with this. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't even say why I originally watched this. It was like on regular TV, so there never was any like ability to fast forward. Sure. So now that I had the ability to skip through this entire segment, I was like, oh, boy, here's my revenge. Fifteen years ago, me, you are living out of fantasy right now. <laughs> but yeah, this I am delighted to hear that Rob and I are on the same page and saying this show, maybe it's not completely awful, but it's certainly not good. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is tough to watch. Um, I, I'm interested. We'll get to it, of course, but uh, interested to hear which one you had to skip. Um, there were some I was definitely just like, oh my god, this is dragging so hard. And the thing that I think I, I want to start with is the reason I, I really truly don't like this is because, you know, we talked about it, I think Zach specifically, in Mr. Show, where he was like, you know, there's some of those sketches where they drag on too long, it's like, we get it, type of thing. I definitely thought there were sketches like that in in the Amanda Show with the five episodes we watched. But even the short, like, buffers, not the transitions, because they don't do that in the structure for The Amanda Show, but, like, the short sketches, the buffers between the bigger ones, like the hillbilly moment sketches, like, oh, my God, there's episodes that have multiple hillbilly moment sketches in it. It's almost painful to see that, because you know what's going to happen. It's the same. It's rinse and repeat every single time that sketch comes on. And I think that's why this is so grating to me is because that's really every single sketch, every recurring sketch or character that the Amanda show has. It's never anything new that they do. Hillbilly moment. It's always a knock, knock joke. And Enos gets hit in the head. Judge Trudy always starts with, you can't be the judge. You're a child. And then he goes, you know, some nonsense, violent nonsense happens. It's, it's so like disturbingly repetitive. And I know we said every, every sketch is one note. And I know we've said before that Rob loves repetition, but but not not in sketch comedy like this. Something about this rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> this show might be responsible for why our generation is as messed up as it is. Like in all honesty, this, I feel like there's an odd like ground zero element to this. Being like this is maybe responsible for why our generation like finds like finds like irreverence so attractive mm-hmm. and like entertainment yeah. and is like a societal norm. Yeah, definitely. Because nothing in this show has a purpose. And I'm not saying that, like, Mr. Show or Idiot Box had, like, purpose. But, like, there's more creativity in the hour of the Idiot Box than there is in, like, the 20-something hours of this show. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and it's, that's, it's disturbing, almost. Because <laughs> as I was watching this, and like, I, like I said, I was genuinely, like, like, like <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Anytime we have a Rob's Choice, folks, and Rob gives me something, I kind of have to grip my teeth and be like, oh, no. What's going to oh, happen? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, sometimes there's some pleasant surprises, but most times there's a lot of disappointment in the air. And... <laughs> And like I, but this was one of those times where I even think I asked you last week. I'm like Rob, I might need all the episodes. Yeah, and you're yep. like, okay, just let me know. You and were very gung ho. I think even you know, like like a month or a month and a half ago, you were like, I definitely want to talk about the Amanda show. 
<laughs> yeah, because like it was one of those things like up there with like Monty Python, which I still don't get why we're not talking about that. And okay, I guess uh, I guess if I don't say anything, uh, Zach's gonna keep saying that. But I think Monty Python should get its own own month. Okay, he's that's why it's not in. He's here. saying that just to placate me, folks. I mean, I'm saying it so we'll do it one day as well. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was watching this. I, I'm watching it in the order Rob gave me with a season one, episode five. Mm-hmm. And like, we get to the elevator gag and it's like, Oh, okay. That's a cute premise. Like, okay. It's like different. Like she's trying to get to like the, the stage of her show and like all these different, it's, it's a cute little gag. Cause obviously if all these different, like the dancing lobsters, clowns, so on. Oh, so yeah, forth, the, the she, wild West cowboy fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, and then like she misses her elevator and she has, or she frets her, like her purse in the elevator mm-hmm. and like she gets stuck. It's like, oh, okay, that's cute. You have like, I forgot. I forgot that there was an intro, like an animated intro that they, they later would get rid of. I yeah, forgot how about she, that. How she like created the show or whatever. You know, she picks up the cast members and left the audience in. Yep. Yeah, because like originally all I thought was like in, it later proved right was that it was just like clips of her from different segments with the Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda show. And I'm like, okay, like I, I was getting nostalgic feels like things are coming back to me that I haven't seen in like 10 plus years. And then like we had the thing with the elevator and we have like okay, the the sumo wrestler with the, like the the tooth that's hurt. And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a dentist. And I see things. Okay, that sounds okay. I'm still I'm still feeling this. Then we have like one of the commercials. I know Rob's gonna delve into this later. The underpants racing. Oh yeah, which, remote control underpants. Yeah. Yes, essentially it's a it's like a waist of a, like an underwear mannequin. Yeah. It's wearing like full briefs. And it's on an RC car and you race it. And I know there's another one too. Like it's like pizza. I think they have like pizzas, like RC controlled like pizzas. On, oh like, yeah, cars. yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, and once again goes to the one note nature of this. Like, oh, we're gonna have a skit about kids racing underwear mannequin RC cars. Mm-hmm. Then, like three episodes later, we're gonna have a pizza RC car race sketch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, again, like using the same premise for more than one like sketch. And I'm like, okay, then we get a hillbilly moment sketch, and it's like, okay, again, the nostalgia's there. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 feeling that nostalgia hard. Yeah, you're like, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, it's like member berries, like member hillbilly <laughs> moment, and then we get to Mr. Gullible. Yep. Oh, the yeah. fir- the first like prolonged sketch, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, maybe like I got like two minutes into this, and like I just. I sank like a rock in an aquarium. I just like, <laughs> I hit the bottom and I'm like, oh God. I'm like, no, it can't be this bad. It's like any sort of sketch comedy show. There's ups and lows. Yeah. It can't be that bad. And then like, it keeps going on and on and on yeah. and it's not stopping. And then we have another hillbilly moment sketch. And I'm like, oh God, these sketches, like Rob already said, it's just her saying, like, I'm going to hit you in the head with an axe. And he goes, huh? She pulls out X and whacks him across the face with it. Yep. And that's it. It's time for a hillbilly moment. <laughs> hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Beaver. Hey, beaver, who? <laughs> I'm going to hit you in the head with a beaver. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sketch. That's yeah. the sketch. I'm like, I'm like that. That's the show. It's just like the same three or four like, comedy bits in a different rapper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will give some allowance because I do find Penelope Taint a fun character. 
the idea of having the titular actress play a crazed stalker. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's a fun character. They don't, and plus, she's she's one of the very few elements of this entire show that's given different things to do. It's not just the same. Uh, yes, her whole exactly. stick is trying to get in contact with Amanda, but every time she's trying to do that, she's doing it in a different way. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, okay, I like that character. So I'm like, okay, I forgot about Penelope Taint and her website, Amanda, please. So you know what I have to say about Penelope Taint now that we've discussed Mr. Show. Right? <laughs> I, I was waiting for this. It's insane, Penelope Taint. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should say, do you know the spelling of her last name? Uh, it's T-A-Y-N-T, according to the internet and according to... What, at least from what I can make out when she shows her Amanda website off, like it says the Amanda website or amandaplease.com, like by Penelope Taint, and it's with a Y. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not spelt the way uh, it was last week. Yes, it's not. It's not not the the uh, the body part that taints. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that later on. When we talk about the uh, creator of this show and how that might have been a more uh... definitely. Yeah, I think I feel like that's where this is going. Where we're gonna brush, we're gonna breeze through the nonsense of this sh- of the actual show, and then have to talk about the like carnage that it left in its wake. <laughs> <laughs> this show messed up so many people, <laughs> and, and now we know why. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, poor Amanda Bynes and Drake Bell were on the. Uh, they were at the ground zero of the carnage. Yeah, sadly. Yep. Then we have like totally Kyle. Yeah, another rinse repeat, same thing every time. It's literally the exact same like thing. It's I don't even know. I I, I feel like it's just mumbling. Like after a while, I just stopped trying to figure out what he was saying. It's just like it's like it's. To- I hear the announcer. It's totally Kyle, and it's like pause. Pause. That was totally Kyle. Totally. And I swear, they literally just plugged in like 12 syllables. Pause. Eight syllables. Mm -hmm. Pause. Ten syllables. Totally Kyle. Totally. I I think that's how they did. I don't think he says anything. I think he just makes sounds. (laughs) Yeah, that might as well be it. It's that vacuous. It really is. It's void of any sort of like entertainment. From his garage, it's totally Kyle. Uh, um. <laughs> One time, I was like walking to school because you know I have to go to school. So I'm like walking down the sidewalk, and I usually walk on uh, this side of the street. <laughs> But there was a dead bird on it, so I moved to the other side. Okay. That was totally Kyle. Totally. We then go to, again, another, oh, God, how would you call it? Another sketch that's very similar to like the commercials with the RC cars, where we have like, are this to be like Eastern European because they have an accent and they're running the ice cream shop? Oh yeah, the Scooper Duper. Yep. And they would show up numerous times in like block in forms like Block Bleister. Mm-hmm. I think they show up as like like uh, they have a soup a soup a soup store. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I think I think so. I don't. I think I remember the ice cream. There was a soup one at one point, and obviously Block Bleister, a parody of Blockbuster. And that was pretty much, and it was just the same thing. It would it'd be like a misunderstanding, like with the soup one. It's like, oh, you want ice cream with spiders? Like, or was it a uh, spider crunch? 
Yeah, yeah. Spider Crunch. Oh, that sounds great. And it's like, this has spiders in it. Of course it does. And then, like, they'll have something, uh, oh, God. Gerbils and cream, chili willy. Yeah. Yeah. And then there'll be one like, uh, oh, God, like Sumo Punch. It's like, what's Sumo (laughs) Punch? And it's like, oh, this is delicious. What is it? Sumo Punch. And Sumo Wrestling comes out and, like, clocks them. Yeah. They run out of the store. Like, it's just, like, it's so weird that, like, each of the, the premise, the premise of each of these is so, like, the same it's that the jokes is the jokes in the actual sketch are the same every single joke is the same mhm yeah it's 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 ridiculous it's almost unbelievable <laughs> it really is like it's it's baffling that like this got 3 seasons and never mind this was genuinely successful yeah yeah definitely but, it's it gets ranked you know i mean like uh, we've been saying with the other sketch comedy shows we talk about you know it's like they show up on lists commonly so does this one and that that baffles me <laughs> I, I, I guess, okay, we'll, we'll get to that sketch later on But, okay, so like, I'm actually going through the episode now And we have that, okay And I guess I should say, like, how she, like Her intros and outros for each episode in front of, like, the audience mm-hmm. I'm convinced that they did not record this in front of a live crowd They just maybe, they probably brought in two or three audiences And okay. just filmed them Like I, I do not sense that she was ever in front of a live crowd For any of this Oh, interesting, okay, interesting Because I know in the later episodes they show Like, like once like the sketches ended They do like uh, uh, a distant camera shot Of like oh, the yeah. stage mm-hmm. And like it's also watching like I know with, like Chappelle's show And with Mr.'s show They would have like a giant like screen TV Or, or screen like near the, like, the crowd So they could see the sketches mm-hmm. And with this there's no screens yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's just they had her like they probably filmed like an entire I don't know what there were a lot would be maybe dozen of her in different outfits walking out like she and it's funny every time she comes out she like does a little like wiggle dance and then mm-hmm. she like does her little spiel and that's how it ends at the end like she'll do a little spiel wiggle around and then go back into her little like elevator door. It's like everything about this show is just so repetitive like it's it's, it's yeah. mind boggling it's yeah. mind boggling that like no adult watching this was like how are we going to get away with this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's like, like the writers just had the same template every single episode every single sketch and they were just like okay you know cut out the stuff from last sketch let's just you know or cut out you know a few words let's change them and we got the next one like how is there no adult in the room that's been like you gotta do something different <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's 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 baffling, definitely. It really is because, like, because as I was watching, I always find it interesting on things where they'll do like anything in front of a crowd. Because I'm always trying to figure, out, okay, how, like, I want to see where the line is, and if you know where to look between, like, whether something's staged or something's real. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I want to see where that line is. And with and with this show, they do a pretty good like job of blurring that line between like, oh, like the stage interaction. But like every single time she calls on people, except for once. I can't tell. I, I can tell that it's like, oh, it's staged. Like I know at one point, like, like one, of the, I think Drake sure. Bell. Somebody, I don't know. It's not Drake Bell. Someone comes out with their grandma and they sit on the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, clearly that those are actors. And then like other times, it's like, okay, I I can't tell because like you you watch. I'm trying to watch the people in the crowd, and they're all just kind of like blindly clapping. Yeah, yeah. It's much yeah, like a Marvel it's, film. It's, it's kind of like noticeable that their clapping is just. It seems so like stock footagey. Yeah, it's like it's almost like again, it's vacuous, much like the sketches. It's just like yeah. absent-minded, just applause. Yeah, and it just and even like 
they'll do things like um, she'll just like like uh, at the end of the first episode, she'll disappear with the alien after winning the award, and then Penelope Taint will come out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So clearly, they had to stop the shot. Like, that wasn't filmed in front of a live audience. Exactly. Because yep. the, the stop, the shot had to be stopped. They had to get her dressed or wherever it was, or however they they blended, they composited those two shots. And they had to say, you, you wouldn't be able to do that in front of a crowd of like six year olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a crowd absolutely. of six year olds would be like, "Mommy, what is this?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anything else about the anything else in the first episode, Rob? Or am I delving into this a way that you want to, going through it by episode by episode? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, we can go through them pretty quickly. I do want to mention the closing. Of the first episode, season one, episode five that we watched, um, because Amanda presents uh, audience awards. I want to mention this for two reasons. One, awards are going to come up when we discuss the restaurant. <laughs> and two, the kid who wins best laughter or best laugher is in an episode of Mr. Show as well. One of the later episodes of Mr. Show. He plays um, like a snobby rich kid from a, from a sleepaway camp that uh, competes against in like summer games. Uh, against the Dalai Lama's team <laughs> oh. in, a Mr. in a Mr. Show sketch. William Van Landingham, the third, my dear boy. Good luck tomorrow. We've beaten you for the past 500 years, and tomorrow we're making it 501. So it's interesting to see that, that you know, child actor in there again. But no, um, I'm ready to move on to the second episode, which was season one, episode 12. This is the episode that I went and searched for so I could find Rockabye Ralph, the question or the sketch Zach questioned me about. So I do yes. want to talk about that one in particular, but let's start from the beginning. Um, and I think even before we we talk about you know the the sketches and everything, um, it's it's almost like just our luck that when Zach asked me about this sketch and I searched for it, it's literally on the. It's the worst quality episode of the Amanda <laughs> show I have, and that's the one that contains this sketch. So I was like, eh, you know, this show can't really get that much worse with, you know, VHS rip quality, and it'll make Zach think of real scary stories, so why not? <laughs> well, the weird thing about this is that it begins with her coming out of her little elevator, and then, like, she talk like, there's nobody there, and she, like, leaves the studio, and then it picks up at a different moment. Yeah, I think, like, whatever person ripped this or edited it that they cut out the intro oh okay because because usually it goes the cold open and then the intro and then her addressing the audience and it just goes from cold open to her addressing the audience and it's very jarring so i I, for some reason i think they cut out the intro okay i figured that i figured as much yeah no no clue why though (laughs) yeah who knows what people but uh yeah it's a game for vhs it was kind of it wasn't an exact science trying to record something with a vhs tape oh yeah yeah true true and this is our vitamin c episode damn straight we're gonna insert, <laughs> we're gonna insert we might not insert a vitamin c song but we're gonna insert some early 2000s pop <laughs> vitamin d oh yeah And then what? I don't. I don't think there's a commercial. I think we just go right to Dr- Judge Trudy, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I wish I want to talk about like the, the cold open of her in front of the crowd. Oh, you know, like, sure. The, fire, the firemen come down. Like for some reason, like she's like, "Hi, I'm Amanda," and she starts like wiggling around. Like, she does every single episode, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Hi, I'm Amanda," and like my feet are like toe jam clean. And then like there's like a siren goes off, and firemen come down. They're like Amanda, 
uh, there's a, I don't know, they say something, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then yeah. like, and then like another, and she starts like wiggling around again. She's like, hi, I'm Amanda. And I hope we have a great episode. And then like another alarm goes off and a bunch of nuns come down. And she's like, nuns, where are you going? And they're like, it's taco Tuesday, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh boy. And like, again, she like looks confused. Another like, I don't know if a siren goes off, but then vitamin C comes down the same like shaft. And mm-hmm. it's like, vitamin C, what are you doing here? And at the same time, like, oh my lord, vitamins. I guess we should also talk about what vitamin C's dressed ass this entire episode. <laughs> um, oh god. <laughs> so my, vitamin, we'll get to that in a second. Vitamin C comes down. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going with the nuns to get tacos. Aren't you coming? And Amanda's like, yeah, we'll be right back. And like, that's 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 the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just it's that oh so random type of not even humor, just type of creativity if you can even you know call it well yeah you can call it that but that's what it is it's just like oh randomness it's humor in name only yeah yes yes yeah and remember the rules you know we don't think this is funny but that we think it was their intent to make us laugh at least (laughs) it seems like it was i cannot imagine like because i would love to like go back in time and like like see what the focus group testing what this was like back in the early 2000s or even like Mm. the late 90s because there's just I, I can't see a kid finding like a bunch of nuns. Like imagine like a six year old watching this. They see a bunch of nuns. Never mind how many kids know what nuns are, and they come down like, "What are you doing, nuns?" Oh, it's Taco Tuesday, and they run away. Like I can't find any six year old that would find that funny. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you know who I'd find that funny. You know who would find that funny now? Like people our age, like watching this in retrospect, being like, "Oh, like like I could very easily imagine a uh, Avengers Infinity War level like guffaw from people our age watching this now." Like that's yeah. that's the weird things. Like like the audience this was designed for in nineteen ninety nine to like two thousand two. I don't think found this like funny. They found it more like captivating because mm-hmm. sure. it just like because it was maybe so like unlike anything else on at the time. Because you did have things this time, kind of like Ed and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog, that mm-hmm. weren't as much like entertaining as they were bizarre. Sure, sure. Like, like a few years ago, I remember I got like an Amazon gift card and they had like the Ed and Eddie like first two seasons like really cheap for like ten bucks each. And I'm like, oh, I like, I adored Ed and Eddie growing up. Yep. Like I would go around like spewing, much like how my nephew would go around screaming "Maha" at me. Like mm-hmm. I would just, I, I would just spew all the Ed and Eddie catchphrases. So okay, people, like, I, I made people like sick with all my like things I would say from that show. And I went back like a few years ago and I got the DVDs and watched them. I was watching it and I'm like, some of it, like some of the more like surreal elements of that show are great Mm -hmm. but like most of the humor and just the weirdness and irreverence doesn't really work i'm like i'm watching like how on earth did a six like how did like how did like six-year-old me find this like the greatest thing ever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i haven't seen that in forever but i'm sure i'd feel pretty much the same way and that's and that's kind of like it's gonna be the unofficial like thesis of this entire like discussion is that like i don't think People our age that watched this when it was on during its initial run found it funny, yet somehow it like infected our consciousness. And like, maybe not Rob and I specifically, or maybe we're not even consciously aware of it. But I think for like a lot of our generation, that's why they gravitate to things like Parks and Rec and 30 Rock. It's just like irreverence for this. I know it's like, uh, oh God, I, I saw something a couple days ago, and it was like Chris Pratt in Aubrey Plaza, and he's like in a doctor's office, and he's like, Doctor, I have a question. And he's like, the doctor's like, okay, how can I help you? He's like, why is it when I poop and I wipe my butt that it just keeps going no matter how many times I wipe? And I'm mm, like, oh yeah. I'm like, and like Aubrey Plaza is like having a fit in the background. And like, th- this this is funny. 
I'm like, I'm like, exactly. how, how, I'm yep. like, how is this funny? And it's like, oh, I guess it's the irreverence of a grown man, like in public, asking like a doctor out of the blue about something so personal, and disgusting like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's the joke there? The guy has to wipe his like. We all wipe our ass. Is that is that the joke? That's the joke. <laughs> they were bold <laughs> I, enough to say it. And that's why I feel with this, where it's like, there's a lot of just like watching this, being like, I guess that's the joke? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I guess, okay, delving into like the Judge Trudy sketch now, and I guess I should go back to the uh, the uh, Rockabye Ralph, was that I was, and this was back like in the early 2000s where I did not have like, I think we talked about it like in previous episodes, that, like if you like something and you were a kid and you wanted to rewatch it, and that's something that like people nowadays take for granted, both like young and old, like something happens Within 10 seconds, you can go on like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and someone's already, re- someone had already recorded it and has yep. already uploaded it. Yeah. Not, and he, at this age, there's no such thing as like missing out on something. So I remember when I was younger, I caught the Rockabye Ralph sketch. And I think I'll be caught at the tail end when like she's chainsawed. Well, she doesn't chainsaw, I guess you should say that. For some reason, I always thought she chainsawed him. I, it's the dog eating him, I guess. And I, fa- yeah. I, I just found that a mind blowing concept, apparently, that a dog would eat a stuffed <laughs> animal. I don't know why, but again, I, I'm just as guilty as everybody else here. And I, I, I always wanted to see this episode again, but I didn't have, I, this is back in the day too, where you had no, like, the Amanda show was on. So you had no idea of like knowing what episode was going to be, which it wasn't like nowadays where like, if you have cable, you can hit like the info button on the, like on the button. It'll tell you, Oh, this is season three, episode 12 of the Amanda show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mentally conditioned myself and I still remembered it. I, I as soon as I saw this judge Trudy clip, I could still remember what my, I mentally encoded was, Oh, the episode with the zookeeper with the zookeeper's hat has the episode with the doll getting ripped apart. I had not <laughs> consciously thought about this in probably 20 years or close to it. Yeah, I, I, my brain, of all the things I probably should still remember or I should still know, somehow had that mental cue still in my brain that when you see the zookeeper, you'll see the doll ripped up. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong? Like, what has cable, cable television done to me? Like, it really has rot in my mind. Yeah, we're discussing this solely to uh, reopen old neural pathways in our brains. <laughs> it reminds me of this, I think it's a Simpsons-like joke, where, uh, like, Bart's in class, and he's sitting there, he's, like, daydreaming. And he's like, he wishes he could be doing something. He's like, oh, I don't need to be doing blank. I got my good old, not, I got my good old brain. I can just daydream. And like, like, like it, I don't know if it fades up, but like it pans above his head with the thought bubble. And it's like itchy and scratchy, like sitting there, like standing at each other, like looking, like, like I think like scratchy scratches his oh, head, itchy yeah. shrugs, and it cuts back to like Bart. And he's like, goddamn TV ruins, has ruined my imagination. <laughs> and I think that's like, like I said, I, why do I remember this? Why do I remember a zookeeper? Be, like, why is that a thing? Why did my brain encode that to a point where like, I'm going to have like Alzheimer's when I'm like 90 and I'll be in the nursing home screaming, Zookeeper, doll gets ripped up. <laughs> yeah, when Zach's, Zach's in a uh, vegetative state and I'm taking care of him, I'm going to make sure they only play this episode <laughs> on repeat in his hospital room. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, good Lord. So, uh, yeah, Judge Trudy. I guess Judge Trudy... As much as it is a one-note sketch like many of the others, mm-hmm. at least it's a I, – I get why kids would find this funny. Or at least why yeah. kids would latch on to this. Because it is a a fantasy fulfillment. 
The Definitely. idea, like, oh, your pun, your your parents punish you, your neighbor does like wrongs you, your teacher disciplines you, and Judge Trudy is like the ultimate arbitrator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get why kids would love this because it's the whole idea that she is the, it's it, she one ups everybody. Yeah, yeah, I have to say that you know the Judge Trudy are probably the least difficult sketches for me to watch in in these shows. <laughs> yeah, because and there is a little bit because you do have the bailiff, and it's, and it's a parody of Judge Judy. Yeah, and that I do have to say, um, I've I watched I watch Judge Judy. I think like whenever I have the opportunity, like I'll be like, oh, it's on, and I'm just in front of it. You know, I'll watch it. I from what I remember of Judge Judy, Judge Trudy. Or the way Amanda does it seems like it's actually a really good parody of Judge Judy's mannerisms and stuff like that. So I find that funny. And I think in two out of the three Judge Trudy sketches we have in this set of five episodes, in two of them, the bailiff is played by um, Gary Anthony Williams, who is Stevie's dad in Malcolm in the Middle. And I oh. never really made that connection until I rewatched these episodes for this. And he's great. You know, he's he's still around as a comedian and an actor. And so I seeing him, I was like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. Someone was in this show that I know from elsewhere. And I totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't that's, know that. that's the most we can hope for when we're watching the Amanda show that we can pick up a face in the, in the background. That <laughs> uh, must not much else to appreciate in this show. Yep. I was going to say, right after Judge Trudy, we have Rockabye Ralph, and I want to know, so this is where everything turned around and you were dying laughing again, right? Your childhood reawoke? <laughs> well, the weird thing is that, like, I remembered the Rockabye Ralph sketch for the most part. Like, I, I remembered that, mm-hmm. and I know that, like, she, I know she gets mad at it, because that's why she destroys it at the end, because it won't shut up talking to her. Yeah. The Rockabye Ralph sketch, that at least, it's one note, but at least it's, like, a premise that, like, I guess this is more of a joke for almost, like, a parent. I'd say, because I think most parents know what it's like to have a kid that has like a toy that just makes one sound and won't shut up. Oh. Like, a, like, a, like an Elmo that goes like, hi, I'm Elmo, tickle me. Da, 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 da. Or something like that. And, like, Baby Shark, shark. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare say anything bad about Baby Shark. That's the only things I only, only have bad things to say about Baby Shark. <laughs> Are there Baby Shark toys yet? Is there a Baby Shark toy that plays Baby Shark? I'm sh- There's gotta be. There's gotta be. <laughs> If it's not, we're going to make another piece it's of called, Santa Monica's merchandise. It's called, it's called your two-year-old's iPhone. That's the name of that toy. <laughs> <laughs> Parents, that's what, exactly what it is. They get an iPhone, and then they put Baby Shark on it, and the kid's busy for, you know, six hours or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Rob. See, there was more creativity in that one joke than this entire show combined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Rockabye Ralph. Interesting perspective you bring up for Rockabye Ralph. I didn't think about that. As you know, it's kind of like the parents' aspect. But I think I like this sketch In out of the, all the ones we watch. I like this. This rises to the top, I should say, a little bit more. Because it's not a repeat. It's actually like we get a one-off type of sketch, you know? Like there's Which no other loud doll sketch. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's so rare. It's almost refreshing that even if it's, you know, not the most enthralling sketch or, or you know, intriguing sketch or funny sketch at least it's different <laughs> i guess you should say that i forgot to mention this during the uh the first episode is that there's the stop motion bit with her cleaning her room oh oh yeah with um the weird animation style very like life with loopy or maybe yeah. a little darker than life with loopy but maybe a little more f- almost freaked or idiot box with some of the yeah textures. it's it's very grotesque definitely i liked i thought that was like in all honesty that was my favorite sketch through all this 
Yeah, that one wasn't bad because that's that's kind of I know there's multiple stop motion Amanda sketches in throughout the series, um, but I don't think they're very repetitive, at least from what I was reading from some synopses of them. Well, I, they also disappeared. They were very early on in the show's run, and they kind of like disappeared because I would imagine okay. that I would imagine, that takes a lot of time to do. It's yeah. not as easy as shooting Moody's Point like on location in the OC. Yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, but I forgot to mention like, that was great. Like, that was, that's why I started getting excited. That was very early on. I'm like, oh wow, this is great. I love this. And then it's like when we get the second hillbilly one, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> yes, oh, oh no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Rocket by Ralph. Like I wanted to see it again, and I'm glad I did. But then like there's like and that's the thing too, it, it, like the bumpers. That's the weird thing with this show. Like the commercial bumpers, where it'll just be her doing something like on a street corner. Yeah, yeah, it's just so random. Imagine explaining that to like a four. I guess it's okay. You gotta put your mind like in the head of like a fourteen-year-old. Like imagine telling like a fourteen-year-old actress, like we want you to take this Rockabye Ralph doll and this, like we want you to stand on a street corner and just like like move yeah. it around. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, oh, what's this for? Or, like imagine like imagine because you, you can't. It's not just like they film. It's not like today where you can just, like go like, take your iPhone. Like considering like an iPhone has almost as good quality as like, a professional camera has, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, just film around the corner. It'll be great. Like like. B-roll yeah they actually Had to probably get like two or three crew members <laughs> Like set up a camera A tripod and ha- like position Her on like the opposite corner of a street And it probably took probably like an Hour exactly that's and a imagine, good Point yeah I didn't think about it that way but yeah you're Absolutely explaining right explaining that to someone like, imagine like going Through the line item like, like the line items of Like the budget and there's like the unit Producer being like okay we have to allot like Fifty thousand dollars for the season To Amanda street corner or shoots And just being like <laughs> like imagine going up to Dan Schneider and being like Dan like Why do we need this like why can't we just have Like an animated bit or something with her Or like an outtake of her like, like an outtake Of her like on set in between like shots Nope we need shots of her on a street Corner Okay then, he's the producer. He's the executive producer. He gets what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like there's so many weird things like that where like nothing in this show makes sense. It's not okay. Makes sense is not fair because it's a kid show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nothing in this sense may or nothing in this show makes like logistical sense on a production level. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point you bring up because you're absolutely it, right. <laughs> it feels like there was no adult in the room. During yeah, any like, making of this show, it's so much effort for so little product. Little, you know, um, nutritional product. Yeah, and that's like that's like I'd love to see like people like go back in time and like watch us watching this as children. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Because <laughs> like I don't have any memory like outside of the one sketch. I just I would love to know what we thought of this. Like obviously our brains and like encoded this as positive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's, it didn't now. Yeah, it's so strange. I, I this isn't. I definitely didn't expect it. Like I said in my story, you know. My this is something that my roommates, you know, willingly agreed to watch. Like they wanted to watch some of this, and then immediately we were like, "Oh God, why? Why we should not watch anymore?" Yeah, and I think, like I don't know, just one of those things. Maybe it's just the idea of like a kid, you have a lot more patience for things. Like we always say, children are impatient, but maybe now we kind of can see through. I guess when we were kids, like what were we watching? Like you had this Cartoon Network and the Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah. And I guess like what in whatever PBS and like WB and UPM were thrown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess this was like co- compared to like Arthur and Zabumafu. <laughs> yeah. And, and things I guess this was something a little bit more stimulating. Definitely. Yeah, it was definitely unique in terms of I think what else I was watching when I was a kid. 
Um, and it was definitely, you know, like I said before, probably the only sketch comedy show I watched when I was a kid and really the only the earliest one I found. So maybe it was just kind of that, you know, fast paced, multiple vignettes kind of structure that hooked us or hooked our brains type of thing. I guess. <laughs> I don't know why, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. All the worse for it? Better? Who knows? Can we <laughs> no, even measure that? <laughs> it's, it's definitely worst. It's definitely that. I think that's going to be the next thing I try and get grant money for. I want to do a full statistical research project on, did the Amanda show ruin our culture? <laughs> did the Amanda show ruin millennials? Yes. <laughs> oh, right on. All right. So after this, we have another, after this, we have another Penelope taint sketch. Yeah. She, she shows drops... her uh, website to vitamin C. Yes. And now I want, okay. And the website, at least, even though once again, it, it hits the same bullet points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot visually going on at the website because every single time she does this, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, Penelope Tank, cool character. Have no problems with that character. Uh, then we get another totally Kyle, right? Yes. Isn't that great? <laughs> Which is worse, totally Kyle or hillbilly moment? Oh, I would have to say hillbilly moment. Really? Yeah, I definitely think hillbilly moment is worse because I feel like that is the most. To me, that's the most repetitive. I think like maybe there's like. One totally Kyle sketch of the five episode in the five episodes we watched, where his delivery on one word is intriguing to me, so it ekes out a victory over hillbilly moment by a little uh, okay. bit. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea what he says in any of these, so I, okay, I, I'm 100 okay. percent ignorant. Uh, after that, we have uh, dancing. One, the, one the, no, no, the dan- the setup to the dancing. Oh, one of the God. dancing, one of the dancing <laughs> lobsters comes in to set up the dancing. Yeah, and he's, he's like, sick. "Oh, he's sick." And I guess I say also, I always like the dancing lobsters. I guess because they're just kind of cute and they have their own little thing going on. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I, I'm, I really want one of those costumes. I would wear that on like Halloween and stuff. You know, a big lobster costume that'd be so cool. I wouldn't be surprised if that exists. I, I'm, I, that's yeah, seemed- yeah, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure we could buy. Maybe Amanda Bynes will sell us, or Dan Schneider will sell us the lobster costumes if they're not sold off already. I think it's fair to say that Dan Schneider's in the costume of the one that hugs her. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Dan Schneider is allegedly in, <laughs> in the, the costume, the costume <laughs> that hugs her. Oh, that's funny. We gotta say, every time we say something about Dan Schneider, we have to preface it with the word allegedly. He was allegedly the executive producer of the Amanda <laughs> show. <laughs> Okay, so here we get to the dancing, and the dancing's pretty straightforward. But I guess I should say that two things about this. First, during this like dancing segment, there's no point where we cut to the crowd watching them dance. Yep. Which just adds even further to my notion that this was not filmed like it wasn't filmed for a crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And two, I am fascinated by the vitamin C outfit. I found her like oddly hypnotic through all this <laughs> between like right I, I, for those who don't know like all you gotta do is type vitamin c the singer into google images because you just type in vitamin c chances are you get pictures of a lot of like citrus and like she is wearing like a pink tank top low rise i can't even tell, like blue cargo pants yeah i think they're blue yeah but it's cargo pants it's not blue jeans or anything like that oh yeah definitely and it's like her pink top almost looks like it's velvet, like made of like it's a very weird material. Mm-hmm. And the yep. piece de resistance <laughs> is that the top of her hair is like bright. Oh god, like like, like like the brightest orange you can get right before it turns to yellow. 
Yeah. And then the further it goes down her hair, because her hair is about, what would you say? Like, it's it's like like three or four inches below her shoulders. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Not too, not too much, yeah. No. And the further it goes down, it gets more like to like a dark burnt orange. Yes, yes. And I have to wonder... She must have some form of scalp cancer now, right? From all that hair dye. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I've never looked into if there's research relating those, but but yeah, that's some that's some crazy coloring. There's no way that you'd be able to sustain that for a prolonged amount of time without inevitably all your hair falling out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely damaging to the hair. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Maybe that's why um she's more behind the scenes now. She has weak hair. <laughs> she's bald. Just to wear well, yeah. a, a bald, or you know, maybe it's like she's got like you know, every day she's like, okay, I still got my seven strands of hair. <laughs> We're gonna keep that up through the weekend. <laughs> what she does is she comes out like every like like once a year when like for the condition first started, she goes to the same like soundstage that the Amanda Show is filmed in. Has a moment kind of like, uh, uh, oh my god, Doctor Manhattan's first wife. Oh, Janie. Janie. Where she takes the wig off. Look what you did to me. (laughs) You bastard. She's like, damn you. Damn you. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) You are the world to me, John. You are my whole life. Do you remember how many times you said you loved me? Janie, I wasn't told. I stuck by you after the accident. I gave you everything. Janie, I wasn't told I didn't know. Damn you, John. God damn you. Janie, wait. Oh, God. Uh, Vitamin C, don't leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave me. Yeah, that's definitely going to be an item at the Cinematis restaurant. (laughs) So she does the dancing. If we haven't already inserted some musical clips, we will have done so by now. And uh, the dancing goes on. Uh, so much dancing. Won't stop dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we have in a Mr. Oldman sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have two in our whole uh, slate of episodes. But yeah, this is the first one we get. And we should say that Mr. Oldman, which I did not know about this until today, is played by Dan Schneider. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I did my research for this. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. Um the Mr. Oldman sketches, I think, once again, they fall into that pattern of the repetitiveness. You know, it's always going to start with her doing some annoying, stupid thing on the phone, and then it will devolve into him complaining or, you know, doing his whiny old man voice, and she'll be mocking him, like, over the phone. And it just, oh, God, it's just so, so repetitive. I do have to say, in this first sketch, though, the last line that Dan Schneider says, or Mr. Oldman says, he's like, hello, you have the wrong number. Hello? The number you called is wrong. Hello, why did they cancel Bonanza? <laughs> yeah, I and I thought like that actually made me laugh. I was like, okay, that I did not expect him to say something like that. I expected him to just keep repeating the same shit he's de- been saying for the whole damn sketch, you know? You had the wrong number! Hello, the number you dialed wrong! Hello, why did they cancel Bonanza? Well, Mr. Oldman's a fun character. I think he is. Cause, like, the idea of having like, like a sad, like alone old man whose name is Oldman is yes. it, it's it's a fun premise for a uh, prank 
sketch, a prank, yeah. a prank phone call sketch. Yeah, it's interesting, definitely. And I think some of her stuff, like her asking the questions, like they do play off each other pretty well. Okay, okay. Like, even though it's it's repetitive, I think it's one of the better ones. Yeah, I, I do have to agree. It's it's easier to watch. I, I think that's how I'd put it. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes down smoother than, like, Hillbilly Moments or Totally Kyle. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then when you throw in, you know, uh, like a great, like, voice. Like, I love Mr. Oldman's voice. Like, you know, all that, the way he says certain things and the way he's able to kind of edit his words where he'll... He'll, you know, it's like what they, she's like, make, please make a sound like a sheep. And he'll go, I don't want to make a sound like a bear. And it's like, it's the way he like cuts into it. I think it's great. So it's definitely interesting to hear. Please make a noise like a sheep. I don't want to make a noise like a sheep. Hello? You have the wrong number. And, you know, I would love to see um, Mr. Oldman and Dan Aykroyd as Justice of the Peace screaming about, <laughs> come get your dogs to each other. I think that would be a great pairing. Go ahead there, folks. Set yourself up a couple of dogs. <laughs> or cooking. They host a cooking show together where every episode they just make hot dogs. <laughs> There's just a YouTube mashup video just itching to be made from that. Yes. Yep. All right. And then we have the last part where she's interacting with the crowd. And I put oh, that in quotation marks. Yeah, the talent contest. Yeah. And, and this is one more. This is, might be the most baffling part of this. Okay. Is that she has the, like, she has like a talent show, like you were about to say. And she ha- she calls like one kid. He comes out and he does. He balances the hat on his head. He, yeah. He bounces a hat on his head. And then the next girl comes out and her trick is putting salt on a hard boiled egg. Mm hmm. And this is where it gets interesting. A third little, a third girl or a second girl comes out, part of the third or the third one, and she comes down and she's like, "Oh, I can do like gymnastics." And if you look like in the background, the mats are already there. Okay. Like, like as soon as like Amanda comes out and like runs and like does her little like wiggle dance as like the thing begins, the mats are there. And when the girl does her like somersaults and flips, she does. Like, she goes from. Right to left. Yep. Then she goes back from left to right, and it's interesting that she goes like at that point the camera focus. Like she, it's like a like a. Uh, oh god, what would you call it? There's a I can't think of it. There's a word for it. Um, like a full shot. Like you see her doing the entire thing, and then it zooms in on her face, and the face she makes after doing this seems very authentic. Okay. Okay. Then she proceeds to flip backwards, which I can't tell if they just reversed the footage. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did. I don't think. Oh uh, yeah, I, I was thinking. I was thinking that same thing, but it didn't seem like that to me. It seemed like she was actually flipping. Yeah, like I don't know because like I gotta see this again because the weird thing is that like how this is filmed, Amanda actually goes off to this like like right because it is her thing begins before she does any of the somersaults. The camera does like a pull out from like a distance. And we see the crowd watching. Like, everybody's like, like in the crowd is t- like turned to her. There's three, there's at least three, maybe four cameras pointed at the little girl, and we see her. And you're right, it's it's not uh, backwards. Okay, uh, it's not reversed. And so she flips. She goes from right to left. It does like a close up on her face, and the girl looks proud of herself. She doesn't look like she's like like she's like an like a, like a a child actor doing it. She looks a little too proud of it. It's not like she's done something she's done a million times. Mm-hmm. And she flips again. And it's, it's impressive. She does that. Everybody applauds. And then Amanda goes over. And she also puts her shoes back on. Because if this was a performer, they would not stop to have her put her shoes back on. 
And this is once again mm. trying to figure out the authenticity versus the stage nature of all this. Sure. And then I don't. I don't think we see Amanda run back to the center of the stage again. I don't think we see. We, she's just right. She's just back there again. Yeah. 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 I we don't see her I, run back. Mm. And she calls over the the three kids, and she's like, "Okay, crowd, tell us which one's like is the best." And she goes to the kid with the hat. Everybody cheers. Um, I think he gets a seven out of ten. A little, little yeah. like uh, odometer shows up. <laughs> yeah, and he gets a seven out of ten. The girl at the end gets like a ten out, like a nine out of ten, ten out of ten. The girl that does the gymnastics gets like a four, a four. Five. yeah, <laughs> and, a four. and then when the girl with the egg is cho- like, man, it's like, oh, I think we have our winner. And the girl with the egg gets chosen. The camera like focuses on her, but we see the gymnastics girl, like not in the back, but kind of like off to the right. And the girl, the gymnast looks like genuinely mad or upset. Yes. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Cause that's exactly what I thought. I was like, Oh my God, this girl seems straight up pissed. <laughs> and that's where I can't figure it out because the mat was there. So they knew this was not just like being like, obviously you can't just pick someone to do gymnastics and be like, okay, do it on hard, like tile four. Nothing bad yeah. can happen to you. <laughs> but like the kid must've known that like, okay, this is a joke. Like this is not like based on any sort of merit or anything mm-hmm. resembling merit. Yet the girl in the green that does the gymnastics, she looks like even like when like Amanda like hands her what, like a couple, like what, a wad of money or something. Yeah. Yeah. The girl, like, like the kid with the hat, is kind of like looks confused. The gymnastics girl just looks straight up pissed off. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I cannot figure this out for the life of me. And even I think even when like when she's asking the audience to applaud for all three of them, I'm pretty sure like Amanda has like very specific like she might even use like the names of the first two kids. And then she even for the gymnastics girl, she says like, "And who votes for the gymnastics chick?" And I'm just like, oh, my God, like they're laying into this girl and they give her a four. It's crazy. I felt but, bad for her. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Though, like the little girl, like the gymnastics girl didn't know that she got a four because obviously that was like a like a after effect. Yeah, effect, yeah. After effect but like I wonder if she was told people wouldn't like clap for you. Cause, like I imagine this kid was like can do this. That means like she's invested a lot of time in this and must enjoy it to some level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to be in front of like, like if, if you're like a six year old kid. And you do something like that, and you're getting like put in front of a crowd of like a large amount of people for like a TV show on Nickelodeon, and even if it's for a bit, people only like tepidly applaud you. You're yeah. gonna get upset about that, whether like, like unless you're like unless you weren't told, it it wasn't gonna be like or it was gonna be staged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like she looks like genuinely upset, and like yeah, yeah. another child caught in the wake of the carnage of the Amanda show. <laughs> How do we find her so we can tweet her? How do we t- how do we tell her we're sorry? <laughs> we want to know what happens. Yeah, yeah, we want we're sorry, wonder, but we want to know. <laughs> I want to know if she's listening the credits. Maybe, maybe she's in the credits. Maybe know. IMDb as gymnastics chick. Maybe <laughs> crazy. We're, we're Rob never got to investigate. Cinematics investigates. Yeah, we need to find we need to find the gymnastics chick and apologize on behalf of Amanda Bynes. <laughs> 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 it's it's such a mystery. This show is a mystery. See, that's what's really going to put us on the map. If we have a guest on the Cinematics podcast, to be like, so what are you famous for? Well, we have someone on who played the gymnastics chick from the Amanda <laughs> show last <this> season. <laughs> well, all right, Rob, we are an hour and ten minutes into this recording, and we're not even halfway through. Woo! Well, I, I think I'm fine with skipping through some of these. Specifically, I mean, the next episode is pretty much. It was pretty much chosen by me to put on our list because I felt that we needed to discuss a little bit 
about Moody's point because long running sketches in sketch comedy will come up later in our series. But I have to ask, Zach, was Moody's point the one that you skipped? Because I know yes. you mentioned. Yes. Okay. I, it's terrible. <laughs> yes. I remember when I would watch the Amanda show when I was younger. I loathe Moody's point. Like it drove me. I, when I was like eight years old. It drove me up a wall. Okay. I, okay. I, I would get so frustrated watching because like nothing was funny. All the jokes were the same. Moody takes everything obviously too seriously. Mm-hmm. And like the father's like an idiot. The boyfriend, like, like the uh, the friend zone boyfriend's an idiot. There's like the biker guy who's like the guy she likes. Uh, I will say Steven. that I did not. Uh, his name is Sternum. Sternum, yes, yes, uh, that I enjoyed because I did not remember his name was Sternum. I don't think I knew what a sternum was or what part of the body it was when I was watching this as a kid. But now that I know what part, that's the middle of your chest. That's that's interesting. I love that word too, sternum. Yeah, I, I I saw there was a Moody. I I completely forgot about Moody's point until I saw it in this episode, and I just I fast forwarded. I'm like, no, like I'm an adult now. I don't have to sit through things I don't want to. I'm yep. not a child that has to sit in school all day. <laughs> I can skip. I don't have to do things I don't want to. And that was that was one of those few times as an adult I've exercised that right. I was. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was tempted to do the same. But like I said, I wanted to discuss this. I don't. Not. I don't really want to discuss Moody's point. But this is. One of the this is the first time in this series that we're discussing a reoccurring, like story driven sketch, and that's what Moody's Point is because Moody's Point comes into play. I think there's maybe like six or seven total sketches of Moody's Point. They're all really long. Yeah, um, they're all connected to each other. You know, it's a, it's a linear or chronological story, I guess. And and this is this is a, almost become maybe not a hallmark, but some uh, sketch comedy shows really latch on to this. Later in the series, we're going to talk about the whitest kids you know, and they did that in their last season with the Civil War on drugs, and I I, I, I didn't really enjoy that. Kroll Show is pretty much only this. Like, there are no standalone sketches almost in Kroll Show. It's just continual stories of these weird different vignettes, and they're all in the same universe. It's crazy. But I wanted to talk about this because this is where I feel sketch comedy becomes not sketch comedy. You know what I mean? Like, when they start to develop, like, a mini storyline between these other vignettes. I, I don't think I'm on board with it. Do you have thoughts on it, Zach? Well, I, I guess it's just easier. It's the only explanation I can think of. It's just, it's mm-hmm. the path of least resistance. Like I, I was sketch comedy. Like every single sketch requires a new background. Yep. You need to er- keep having the ideas. Yeah. Whereas with this, like all the characters do the exact same thing every episode. But the only thing yeah. weird though about like the Amanda show is that like most of the Amanda show sketches are the same sketches. So like Judge Trudy set, totally Kyle's like sketch, mm-hmm. like uh, hillbilly moment. Like there's not that much like you have to like tear down a set and rebuild something to save on cost. It just seems like I don't know why they did it. I, obviously, it's a Dawson's Creek parody. Yep. But I I don't get it. I really I I I've never been able to figure out Moody's point. Sure. So I will tell you, Zach, that uh, I'll, I'll don't worry. I'll put it in Dropbox as soon as we're done talking today. But when I found uh, when I got my hands on copies of the Amanda Show, I got all three seasons, and I also got a file which is all of Moody's Point and just Moody's Point. <laughs> so I'll send it your way. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I've never watched it, and I was like, God damn, I hate this because that I think that's the issue with it is because it's like people 
who like it, it's, you know, the like, whitest kids you know. People who like the Civil War on drugs, they're not going to watch the entirety of season five to get a little bit more of the story at the end of every episode. That's how they structured it. They're just going to wait till somebody does the, like the, the super edit of just the Civil War on drugs, and then they can spend, you know, the, the hour and a half or so that it takes up of that. And it's like, that, that's not sketch comedy. That, that destroys the definition that we had of our, you know, unrelated vignettes or loosely related vignettes for sketch comedy. And I, I can't get behind it. Just make, make a, your own TV show or a web series or something. Keep your funny ideas flowing. I wouldn't be surprised if Moody's point was like angling for a spinoff. That was certainly in the works from what I heard. And that actually oh. plays into why the Amanda show ended also. Going toward the end of that episode, or I did like, I think it was in this episode. What was it? The, the eBay? The Lee oh, lunch, like, yeah. Spo- yeah, lunch bay. Lunchbay.com. I thought that was cute. Like, that's like a funny thing. I remember like when I was a kid, you'd hear stories about like eBay and you really didn't have any sort of like actual grasp of what it was. Yeah. So yeah. the idea of like a place for like kids to put their like lunches they didn't want and like other dumb kids, it's like, who's going to buy my spoiled <laughs> liver? Stupid people. Yeah, that that was the second the old Mr. Oldman with the bonanza line that made me laugh out loud. That line made me laugh out loud as well because it's not at the start of the sketch. It's like we get a full, you know, quick exposition of what lunchbay.com is and then just as Zach said, he's like who's going to buy my pork loaf? And they go stupid kids. That's who. And I was like, that's great. That's that's clever. Or you know, maybe not clever, but that's actually something that's gonna make me you know chuckle. <laughs> it's it's a joke. It's a setup. Like okay, it's the a premise, real joke. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The premise of the entire sketch is something stupid. You can sell your lunch at lunchbay.com. Lunchbay.com. You just enter the food you want to sell and wait for kids all around the world to bid. But what kid's gonna bid on my egg salad? Or my liver. Or my pork loaf. Stupid kids, that's who. Oh. And then you have paid off with like, what's the point of all this? Because stupid people will buy into it, which is I think kind of how Dan Schneider like pitched this show at Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then even like a couple I was like one point though, like where the one kid it's like the nerdy dweeby kids, like, I bought the two the egg salad and the pork loaf. And the mailman's just like furiously like nodding his head. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Something like that where it's like, okay, it's goofy. Like that at least it's like it's it's somebody making a goofy motion with their head. Like it's physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Soul. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, Lunch the rest bay. of this episode, I mean, there's a Judge Trudy sketch, but the rest of this episode is damn dumb. Like, this is the one where the grandmother gets on stage because you can't hear Amanda. There's yeah. another totally Kyle. The closing sketch is she's walking on a, on a guy's back to help his back problems. Oh, God. Let's yeah. skip this. Let's skip this one. <laughs> but what's really weird, though, is, like, during, like, that final thing with the guy, I heard, like, jumping on the guy's back and like some guy comes out i guess like like a stage hand that was willing to be Mm. like there who's like a big like big guy Mm. and it's weird that like like she's like can you help my friend like key grip he's like anything for you amanda he's like okay everybody i'm going to like scrub my dog a fleece and it does like it's like a uh, broad shot of the of the entire stage and very like for a moment the boom mic is like furiously pulled out of the frame uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm like they couldn't just do another take <laughs> like like the camera operator wasn't like okay everybody uh uh could cut we cut a uh, boom mic in frame reset locations yeah like, that's a good point <laughs> you couldn't just reshoot that it's like I, I don't get this show and I, I get i guess part of the humor too is a kid's like oh like most kids wouldn't be able to recognize that it's a dummy Mm, 
okay. I, okay. As an adult, it's pretty obvious to be like, oh, okay. Like, how, yeah, like you can just yeah. tell that it's lifeless. But I guess to a kid, it's just really funny, like, watching like, a really big guy jump up and down on a person. Just, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's the same, like, it's the same type of thing as, like, kids wanting to jump on a bed. It's like there's a certain, like, age oh, you okay, get to where, okay. like, jumping on a bed is just not fun anymore. It's like, sure. oh, you, you can do this. It's just not fun anymore. I guess maybe it's the idea that the taboo is gone or just, like, what is the point of this? It's like... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Like, I guess the best like like equivalent you can make to this show is the Amanda show is the equivalent of jumping on a bed. It's fun <laughs> while you're a kid, and out of nowhere, it just doesn't make sense after a while. It's like you look at that, you're like, you're gonna break the like, the springs exactly. of the mattress. Yeah. Like, what's that's the exa- point? That's the exactly what I was expensive. about to say. Yeah, you, you know, you could do it, but you know, it's gonna cost you something. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I wanted to say about this. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where it was in this. I had it right before. Totally Kyle. You wanted to talk about Totally Kyle. <laughs> oh, there was the mud in the beginning, and she gets, like, blasted off by fire hoses. That, oh, That was no. the cold opening. No, uh, Grandma. Grandma that can't hear on the stage. Oh, sure, sure. Like, this is one of those things. With grandma on the stage, and this is where I really started to lose my mind. This is where I was, like, I, I was, like, gritting my teeth. I'm, like, how oh, much yeah, I couldn't. I could not stand this. I was, like, please just show me a, show me a sketch. <laughs> it's, like, do something. Do something. And but the thing I have to say though is that like going back to my nephew, this is the type of thing he like on top of Maha, he ate this up stuff. Okay. Like, okay. like having like a grandma on the stage be like, What? What? Mm-hmm. And it's like ah like that sort of thing. Like, like the oh god, uh, hyperbolic expressions and reactions to everything. Yeah, gotcha. And especially that like it was like a grandma, like in a sundress, like uh, a sweater in like a, a sun hat or a straw mm-hmm. hat. Or, or I guess a Sunday church hat. That's the sort, and like with the, the really like exaggerated, like curly gray hair. Oh yeah, like old woman played to the max. Yeah, and that's the sort of stuff that he just like he would like. Okay. No, my my nephew is a mess. Like we should say that by the way. That like <laughs> like I like everyone's like I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I deliberately had like like the moment like I don't think he added me because I never would have added him. I deliberately, un- I should say also on Facebook, that, like I unfollow everybody I'm friends with on Facebook. I just don't want to see anything anybody's doing because it's like, A, I don't care. And B, there's certain people that if I know they're doing something, it's just going to make me angry and I'll become fixated on it for the rest of the day. <laughs> sure. And that goes especially well for my nephew who's like, um, like he's a mess, but not in the, me- the way of a mess that you would think. Like he maybe is the worst person alive. <laughs> he's, he's in a very specific, like, um, He's, that might that might have been one of the funniest phrases I think you've ever said to me, like with like non jokingly. You said to me, "He's a mess, but not in the way you think. <laughs> He's probably the worst person alive." <laughs> like that's great. That's a great thing to say. I I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't I don't retract any of that. That will not be edited out. That will not. No, be you shouldn't out. retract it. That's that. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> the best way I describe him to people is as a social undesirable. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Social I, I think, well, undesirable. It, it may. I think it makes sense to me. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he, but they, yeah, they, So he loves this stuff, and he's just oh, annoying. He, is the show okay? Oh yeah, he was. Like I, said, I don't know if he likes it now. I, I think he's moved gotcha. on. The, the last thing I saw that on Facebook, he was uh, putting dollar bills into a, a stripper's g-string. Um, that's not a joke, by the way. That's legit. The lack. Every once, every once in a while, <laughs> I'll click on his Facebook to see what he's doing. I know it's gonna make me angry. Self self harm, self medication, that type of yeah, stuff. No, it's not self medication. It's self harm. Like I am doing sure, this to hurt yeah. myself. I have no reason why. 
Yeah, yeah, but the last thing I saw, he was, uh, he was, he was, a, he was videoing himself uh, putting dollars into a stripper's g-string. It makes me <laughs> angry, but he's considering that he's type. He's the only person I can say that like I can remember thoroughly enjoying this. Gotcha. Unfortunately, he's tied to this conversation. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yes, please. <laughs> Season three, episode. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, there's some Penelope Taint nonsense at the beginning with a microphone or a big speaker or whatever. It's nonsense. Well, at least the, I think <laughs> this is the first time we see the brother, right? Like in, in our context of watching this. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that is a good point. Yeah, uh, we get to see. Um, I don't know his name or remember his name, but yeah, the it little, matter. the younger. It definitely doesn't matter. The only thing that really matters is that he also that apparently it's a family affliction. That they all have to dress the way that Penelope Taint dresses, and they all say, you know, the please after sentences and stuff. Amanda, please don't. One thing I gotta say about Penelope Taint is that, like, if you unless you know that it's like as an adult, you know clearly it's Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. But as a kid watching this, she does a pretty good job of blending into a separate character. Yeah, I guess that's something we should say is that I think Amanda Bynes in this show, like, it's the the performances are are fairly well done by her her characters at least uh, i would say and so we have to, i have to give her that credit well that's the thing too about amanda Bynes. That, like even prior to this i remember I, I forget where it was but like when bill cosby was doing like the like search for like the kids like what was the kids say the darndest things oh yeah mm-hmm. i think he was discovered I, i'm not he she was discovered through that process oh i could be I, I could be wrong i have to look into that yeah i don't but know but i'm pretty sure that she was that's kind of how she like she was discovered and so she was just like bringing the she, as a little kid. She was like bringing the dancing lobsters, and Bill Cosby was like, "Ho ho 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 ho!" Boy, do I have a drink for you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Allegedly, boy, do I have a drink for you? <laughs> Allegedly, I have a cocktail for you, Miss Six Year Old Amanda Vines. <laughs> yeah, and that's why again, I remember hearing. Like, I've read stories that like she really was like kind of this like prodigal like child talent, where people were like, "Wow, like this this kid has it all." Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think she does a great job in this show. So yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Yeah, and she really did have like even after this, like, like we like we're gonna get to the uh, the tweets later on this episode. Yes. But like she did have like she did have a uh, a solid career. Apparently mm-hmm. she was she was on an episode of Crash Box. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> How about too. that? So when we get to Crash Box, we'll have to watch that episode. <laughs> But yeah, like she was like, I, I, people forget this though. But the TV show, what I like about you, that I think ran on WB. Yeah, WB. That was, yeah, that was like a hugely popular show, like in the mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And she also was in things like What a Girl Wants. She asked. She had some movies under her belt. Absolutely. Yeah, Hairspray. I know oh yeah. Had, I know she had a very minimal role in like in Easy A with uh, Emma Stone. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that movie. I remember, like, even when I was in college, there used to be so many girls I would talk to and be like, "Have you ever seen She's the Man?" And I'm like, "The Amanda, like, B- uh, the Amanda Bynes like cross dressing movie with Channing Tatum." And they're like, "Yeah, it's great." And I'm like, "You just realize what you said?" <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's like what? What? I, I guess it's like, <laughs> like she was. She was like a like a well rounded talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll have to get to that aftermath uh, later. We're so close, Zach. We're so close to the end of the episodes we watched. <laughs> so getting back to uh, Season 3, Episode 5. It's all nonsense. I, I, we, 
it's recurring on the show, but this is the only time we get to see it. But there is a the uh, one of the Dare Show sketches in this episode. Oh, yeah, and I when when I for sketch comedy when I've been taking my notes, you know, I've been keeping track, watching them, keeping track of the sketches. You know, write down something to give me a, a general idea of what it was about, and then I take other notes on what I think. You know, funny or lines that stood out to me. I have one note under the Dare Show, and it says, and I quote. I hate the concept of this sketch. <laughs> That's it. That's the entire note. And I really do. I hate it because it's it's the it's the cookie cutter repeat. You know, we're gonna do any dare you ask us to. Insert gross dare X. Uh no, I won't do that. What are you, chicken? And it's like, what is this? Is this supposed to be like a Back to the Future parody or something? That's what like, I thought too. When I heard the chicken it, thing. I'm like, yeah. And it's are just they Marty so McFly? Bad. <laughs> The even thing I thought weird too is the fact that like all the cities the kids are from it's like San Francisco, Tennessee, yeah, Boston, it's always like Illinois. a mismatch city and location or something. Yeah, as as I was watching, I was wondering. Think of all the kids taking like state and capital tests that got it wrong because they watched this and just figured, <laughs> oh, why would they lie to me? <laughs> why would they? You think someone would do that? Go on TV and tell lies? <laughs> yeah. Oh we have, god. Then we have another like Mr. Gullible act. Sketch. Oh, this was. I thought this was even worse than Mr. Gullible. This the stupid X Men parody almost yeah. of all the kids with the powers. And Josh Peck is super rhyming, which is just he can think of rhyming words. Oh, God, but it's terrible. That at least, I th- his thing is at least clever because being able to do the comedic timing of rhyming without tripping over your words requires some like level of talent and effort. Fair, fair. Drake, yeah, fair Drake Bell sitting in a chair, like pulling his sunglasses oh. down, requires no talent. Amanda yes. Bynes wiggling in a chair requires no talent. Being able to do like memorizing rhymes, hitting your mark each time without tripping over your words while keeping your composure. That that's pretty good. Like that's fair. Yeah, fair point. True. Yeah. No, the sketch, the overall sketch is horrible. And I think it's interesting that like that gold, like that like reddish gold wig shows up like a dozen times throughout these five episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. We see so many like repeat props. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm pretty sure every single character has worn that wig at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> also that- in here, there's a uh, hillbilly moment. Totally, Kyle. We get Penelope Taint just misses yeah. Amanda again. Amanda's jacuzzi with the Queen of England. It's just, oh, it's just like, oh my god. When I, I at this point in the episodes, I was like, please, please let me get through these twenty minute chunks. <laughs> well, I won't bring up Amanda's jacuzzi for a couple of reasons. Okay, okay. Kid, you don't think of children in a jacuzzi. Kids play Definitely. in a pool. Kids don't play yeah. in a jacuzzi. Yeah. And you can, and so you have that. I remember even going back to my nephew again because he had a jacuzzi. He would sit there and be like, oh, we should play Amanda's jacuzzi. Oh He's my like, god. I'll interview you. And again, he like we were only like oh god like if I was eight years old at the time of this he was like six or seven mm-hmm. but yeah. just the idea that like oh it's like again he drank the Kool Aid on this hard <laughs> yeah and then I want to bring this up and Rock and go find this for our for ourselves I won't say this person's name but we have a mutual friend on Facebook that just today reposted something on Facebook of an Amanda Amanda jacuzzi clip oh god I think I know who it is too so yeah. <laughs> And that's just I like, I saw that today. And we're not making this up. It happened today after we Damn. watched all this. And I really wanted to comment and mention Rob and be like, "Why do you find this funny? Like, yeah. it, like you should be embarrassed of posting this. You yeah, shouldn't like, want to be yeah. associated with this." And I think that just goes to show that this person who reposted it 
Rob and I went to high school with this person. I'd say that he's a relatively well-adjusted person. Okay. Yeah, he okay. finds this funny at 26, maybe 27 years old. Mm. Yeah, it's strange. I don't. We don't get it clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and the jacuzzi segments are just like I don't like. I think even like I, I totally Kyle. I don't find it funny, but I get the premise. The dare. Oh, show. I knew who it was. I got it right. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. Rob figured it out. Oh my Uh, god, you're absolutely right. I just want to comment on this and just be like, why, man? Why? Like, why? Why dredge dredge up terrible memories? (laughs) You should write. Did Dan Snyder get you too? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did Dan Dan Snyder Snyder allegedly allegedly get you? you? I but think like, that when this episode finally comes out, we should just comment the link to <laughs> under this. Like we should go back to this post and just, you know, just just put this link and see if he listens to any of it. <laughs> and then if he comments, the next thing we say be like, we felt this was the nicest way to comment on what you posted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I think we have to. It's some sort of like uh, intervention of sorts. Yeah, I didn't look at Facebook at all. I, not really yesterday or today. So I'm glad you pointed that out because I it, that sounds like something that we would have finished this recording and then I would have went on and saw that and been like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, society's a mess, folks. Uh, but no, like going to like all the like the sketches or the reoccurring sketches on the Amanda Show. I get them. I, again, I might not find them funny, but I get them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get this at all. I don't. I, I, there's a. There's no jokes in this. It's just her sitting in a jacuzzi, which I think plays into what would happen later on with Dan Schneider. Okay. Okay. Like it's one of those things that happens. Like when you watch like enough like bad movies. Like I'm talking <laughs> about like schlocky movies and like yeah, something yeah. like added no. Like there's gonna be a movie that I'm kind of thinking we might do for Monstober. We might not. I don't know. But it'll be it'll be the best example of this. Like when something really weird happens in a movie that has even like the slightest undertone of being like sexual, you have to think, oh, the director or whoever's in charge has some sort of fetish, and this is their means mm-hmm. of acting it out in public without getting in trouble. And yeah, I'm not, I could definitely and, see that. And I'm not saying that this is an instance of this. Mm-hmm. But considering that there's no jokes in these sketches, they really serve no point. I have to feel that this seems like it's a way to get an underage girl into a bikini for a, uh, for a uh, prolonged amount of time without anybody looking at you weirdly. Mm. Okay. That, that, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, that, that, you know, not like you said, you know, we're not saying that's exactly what this is, but it, it does kind of fit the, the structure and the setting of this sketch. Absolutely. Yes. Possibility. And considering it the allegations against the uh, executive producer and writer of this show, it definitely kind of aligns. Yeah, We're not just pulling well. this out of thin air, folks. There, there's, there's some background to this, we'll, which we'll delve into later on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For now, we have finally one more episode to go through, right? Yes, only one more episode. Then we got to and- talk about all the sketches we didn't get to. Yeah. <laughs> and so I figured um, since... Going into sketch comedy, I knew I wanted to discuss this. I think we'll talk about a little bit more about why I wanted to get this on here. Knowing that I disliked it or didn't really want to watch it, I felt it fitting to include the series finale. And that's what oh, we're discussing is, oh, last. Oh, really? This was yeah. the, the final episode? Wow. Season three, episode that. 10. Yep. And then they How did their sixth that? best of. And so so in the last episode, we get um, a Judge Trudy um, 
uh, hillbilly moment, a Penelope taint. Two, oh, two hillbilly moments. Oh, God. Um, a Mr. Old, Oldman. Um, one of the extremes. I know the extremes is a recurring sketch, and that comes up again. Oh, yeah. Uh, it comes up in this one. And I got to say, it's just, you know, at this point, I was just so checked out. I was like, please, please let it be over. I will say that um, the fake commercial in this episode is the sumo soda. Like oh, yeah. the, the soda you drink out of the sumo wrestler's um, belly button. And then there's Diet Sumo, which just comes out of like a skinny sumo wrestler. Um, we're going to have to talk about that when we get to our snacks for the restaurant. But other than that, um, the Mr. Oldman sketch is, is fine. It's funny. A meatloaf blows up and hits him in the face. So, yeah, I yeah. Feel like that's the best we can get. <laughs> yeah, the sumo thing, like, I, that was the only time I, like, I watched, I didn't watch, I think it's probably one of the few times in all of cinema of these that I watched something and I felt truly disgusted. Like I was like, like this is disgusting. Like, I, oh, it I, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it that kids are into like gross out humor. Like, I get that. But like, as I was watching this, I'm like, I can't think of any. Especially, they also have like like liquid coming out. They have like the illusion of liquid coming out. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just like, like this is something very easy. I can imagine like watching this at like nine years old. My mother comes into the room, just like, what filth are you watching? Just like turns <laughs> around and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was just like that was like I think of all the weird stuff we've talked about in cinema. It's like we've watched a movie where two people are having sex and a sign is literally impaled on someone and their torso is split in two and half. That didn't bother me. Yeah, this did. <laughs> Soda from a sumo wrestler's belly button. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Like even though, like we didn't like this show, but considering this show's kind of like impact on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of sad that like this series ended. With Drake Bell being chased by football players, like that's how the show ends. It's like, yep. like not to say the show should have had like some sort of a like conclusion because it, it doesn't. And I don't expect it to, but it's like to have a show end on just kind of just so much of like a, a thud of a note. Mm-hmm, it's kind of it's like it's disheartening. Not that they should have like a great thing like they all come out on stage and like like an SNL moment, but like just to have that being like, oh, that that's where you get end this. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and so. Um... I guess while we're here, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the from the research. It, it was a little um, sparse about why this actually ended, but from the sources I found, I, I seemed to cobble together. It seems like um, Dan Schneider and and the writing team and the producers of the Amanda Show and possibly Amanda Bynes, I don't know, they started to like the concept of Moody's Point more than they did the Amanda Show, and they really wanted Nickelodeon to like spin off into it. And they tried really hard to get Nickelodeon to spin off into it, so much so that they were like, okay, you know, the Amanda show's third season's going to end, and we want, like, then the Moody's Point season would start type of thing. And so they wouldn't air simultaneously. They would kind of, you know, maybe go back and forth or something. But Nickelodeon eventually was like, no, we don't want to do this. And so when they, you know, said, okay, should we do another part of the Amanda show, I think that no one wanted to do it anymore. Amanda wanted to move on to What I Like About You. And I think the Dan Schneider and you know Drake and Josh and Nancy Sullivan wanted to go off and do Drake and Josh or start formulating that. So it seems like this ended because of the the creators wanted to go in different directions and it just kind of fell oh, apart. Okay. And so I'm glad we never got a Moody's Point show. That would have been ridiculous. From my reading, though, in, in the actual, if you like, look at all the Moody's Point sketches, apparently it ends on a cliffhanger, like a yeah, major I heard cliffhanger. That. Yeah, I saw that. 
And I found, an, like, I saw the title, like a Google link to an article that it was like, the writers reveal what really happened at the end of Moody's Point. And it was so easy for me to not click on it and scroll <laughs> past it. It was great. So I have no clue what happens at the end of Moody's Point. <laughs> you did the right thing, sir. You did the right thing. It was the only. It was the only option. <laughs> See that? That's the exact opposite of self harm. That's what you do. You go right past it. You fight the urge. That's self respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's that's why it ended. If, at least from the little bit that I could find. Good. So that's misery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So what other sketches? Um, we, well, we. I think you already mentioned. You know, the crazy Courtney, the Maha sketch. There's. I think there's three or four of those throughout the entire um, run of the show. We yeah. didn't talk about the girls' room, which is, of course, I think, if anybody remembers the randomness for that, that's the uh, I Like Eggs one, right? That's one of the ones I completely forgot. I, right before we recorded, I watched one of those, like, Watch Mojo videos, like the top sure. ten best, like, Amanda, like, show sketches. And I forgot about that one as well. And I remember, again, <laughs> retrospect, uh, everything's... Uh, Everything is uh, rose-tinted glasses now But I yep. remember liking the, the girls Remember the, the girl that I like eggs But you also had three different characters for a man To play off of Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit more interesting I, I remember, I've not seen a, a girls room sketch In 15 plus years, so who knows mm-hmm. But I remember I remember finding those amusing okay. The I like, like The girl who played Debbie, the I like girls eggs 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 She's also the one in a lunch bed who says Stupid people like, oh, I okay, think, sure. I think she's the other one who had really good comedic timing. I don't know whatever happened to her if she's still even an actress. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was cool, or I always found her moments funny. Um, let's see, Cynthia Cynthia Warrington is oh the, the cat rude who's lady, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that at all. Um, we didn't we didn't see any with Block Bleister. We didn't no. see any of the movie parodies they did. Um, when I know, I think they parody the Phantom Menace in one of them, but yeah. not like it's funny at all. Because I, from what I remember of Block Bleaster, that it's like they're just standing there and being, you know, stupid and deadpan, like almost like totally Kyle. And so, yeah, it's it's just. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about, isn't it like like um when people attack, like they do, yes. like when old ladies attack and stuff. I remember a couple of those. I again back in the day, I found a couple of those really funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think so as well. I remember, like, I think there's, like, one that's, like, when cheerleaders attack or something yeah. like that. And so, yeah, I, like, once again, back in the day, I probably, I loved that stuff. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the klutzes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Everybody's just a klutz, of, of course, you know. Um, oh, who wants to win $5? We didn't talk about that. I, those. I didn't even remember that. If it wasn't for the Watch Mojo video, I had no memory of those. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, uh, and I mean, other than that, Tony, I think those Tony pajamas. I remember Tony oh. pajamas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the stranded episodes where she like would combine characters from different sketches, and they'd have to like stay in a car oh, yeah. for the longest and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Okay. I that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was those had those things. again. I, again, I also thought this was gonna be a lot better when I started it. So maybe when I say, oh, it wasn't that bad or it was pretty good, that's the the memory of fifteen plus years ago. I'm going. Yeah, off that's with. yeah, that's that's. I guess that's kind of the big um, big. Uh, point that we're making with this episode is that if you liked the amanda show when you were younger just keep it that way don't yeah. watch it again <laughs> I, I guess i should say that I, I imagine quite a few people our age will click on this episode because it's that mm-hmm. and if you've already made it like over 90 minutes into this episode god bless you but we <laughs> implore you do not watch any of these yeah it's it's not worth it you know watch all the other sketch comedy shows we're talking about they will you know, even the one Zach's neutral on, and I love more. 
you know, that's going to give you more things to think about, more stimulating things to, you know, well, run past not, your eyes. Not even stimulation. Like, don't like, don't let your nostalgia get tarnished. Like, let just have those memories. Yeah, yeah. And if you really want to see like one or two sketches, go on YouTube. Like, I think all the major sketches are on YouTube. Watch the one sketch. Be like, huh. I remember that differently. Just don't go down the rabbit's hole any deeper. This is like a yeah. warning almost. Yeah, yeah, we we made the mistake. <laughs> Learn from us. <laughs> yeah, and then um, because I remember what was it during the Tony Pajamas episodes that like he like uh, Drake Bell would like slap Josh Peck, or not Josh Peck, Josh, yeah, Josh Peck, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, okay. Oh yeah, like, like Josh Peck be like, but sir, don't you think that we should be doing this instead? And he'd like slap and be like, or no, it's like shut up, so and so, and he'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, something there's along some those bit, lines. There's a bit like that, definitely. It says that the stop motion Amanda character was uh, discontinued, beginning with episode twelve. Oh, of course, because she had. It's funny, I forgot. I just remember this too. The dog's name was Scoopers, but come here, Scooper. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess that's the Amanda show. Before we get into the carnage that this is left over, I did want to mention, of course, why I felt this needed to be discussed. I wanted to get this into sketch comedy because I'm sure Zach, you know, when when he's he was watching this, and it, even me, you know, when I was watching this, I felt the pangs of this. It was like, man, I'm using a whole episode of sketch comedy on the Amanda show. But I wanted to get it in here because I won. I wanted something from our childhoods that we had this kind of nostalgia bug for. And two, I wanted to get something in here that I genuinely do not enjoy. So with everything that I said, you know, sketch comedy is like, you know, what keeps Rob going from day to day almost. Sketch comedy and music. There are examples of sketch comedy I don't enjoy. And this is certainly one of them. Um, I think it's it's worth to talk about in, you know, the realm of sketch comedy. As, you know, now we have a lot of stuff that we're going to be able to hearken back to. I think specifically when we get to Key and Peel, we're going to be saying it's like, oh, look at this concept that they're they're doing so much better. I feel like there's a lot of twinges of Key and Peel in some of the Amanda Show sketches. Um, so it's interesting to kind of see, you know, why did this fail where some of them are, are a little better or done better off. But that's why I wanted to get it in here. And I knew Zach wanted to talk about it. And I'm glad I guess we didn't have as much as a divide as I was kind of expecting we were going to. <laughs> no. See, this, this is self-harm, folks. Much like how Rob was able to walk away from the article, he wasn't able to walk away from the entire show. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have, to, we have to talk about the tweets. I know Zach's been dying to talk about straight. the tweets. But I guess Zach's going to – I'm sure Zach has a lot he wants to say about this. Maybe, if not a lot, he'll have some story. But I guess the best way to say it is that Amanda Bynes just had a meltdown eventually, as most it's child stars Britney, do. A Britney Spears 2007 size meltdown, which is like – that is like stage five. Like that is just like, like DEFCON <laughs> one. Like you are – like the meltdown is happening. It's just – it is a – yeah. It's, it's, it's your – Oh god! On PR terms, it's your Chernobyl. There's like it's scorched yeah. earth, and you can never go come back from it. Like the the land is irradiated. Yeah. What did I say? What did I say before we were recording? I said that the the rite of passage into adulthood for child stars was your DUI arrest or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that definitely happens to Amanda, among other things. But but Zach, please please, if there's a I know of the tweets. I know that she went on like a big Twitter, like not like hateful, but maybe, you know, weird and kind of like vulgar Twitter rant. But what's the story behind it? Was well, that just like the start of her meltdown or something? Well, what? Okay. I, to be fair, I'm not like a huge Amanda Bynes fan in the sense like it's not like I, uh, 
kept track of her career. Mm-hmm, it was, this was sure. like, in, this was the early 2010. So like I was, this was like when Twitter was still fun to be on. It wasn't just like a hundred percent cesspool, which it is now. Okay. And like in early 2013, it kind of became a thing. Like Amanda Bynes would like tweak. This didn't just happen. Like with Britney and the like shaving her head and like trying to like break a car window with an umbrella. Like that all happened over like the span of like, Oh God, what was the exact span of that? That was like, for the most part, like a summer. Yeah, yeah. It was kind this, of like for that whole length of time, that whole season, that was the recurring thing you'd hear about Britney Spears. More or less, because with the Amanda Bynes thing, it all took place for the most part within the first like six or seven months of 2013. Because like she'd be doing things. Like, she, like everyone was kind of like looking forward to her. Like, I guess she was like almost like a Charlie Sheen level. Like everyone was just kind of like, oh God, like what is she going to do next? What is mm-hmm. she going to say? And everyone was kind of just like holy breath every time she would tweet because like, like her pic, like her profile picture was like really weird. Like she looked really like kind of like a like God. Like did the kids still use the word ratchet? Is that a term the kids still use? I uh, I asked someone uh, I, for completeness of the story. I asked a black person once what ratchet meant. And they laughed, and then they called one of their friends and told them that I asked them that. I never <laughs> got an answer, but that legit happened to me <laughs> once. That, okay. <laughs> But so I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like it was like she was having a public meltdown. And it was just like like every single time it was like getting stranger and stranger. Okay. And it be, kind of became like a thing like, oh God, like it, it, not that you want to laugh at somebody, like clearly she was having problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like she was like accusing her father, like her parents of like I think at first, like again, folks, I'm not 100 percent on this. You have to go research it for yourself. But from what I remember, like accusing her parents of like like molesting her, and then if they weren't molesting, they were covering up people who were molesting her. They were stealing her money. They were trying to do all these things, mm-hmm. and it's just like it got really, really at like like really bad. Okay. And it was like the people were like, okay, what's like is is she okay? Because like you don't want them to get hurt. You don't want anybody to, like hurt themselves. And it, after a while. Like she like I think at one point she was like going around wearing like blue hair. Oh yeah, yeah. She had, like a blue wig, and she had like all these other things where she'd be like doing things like, oh god, like she just start, like t- like tweeting something like oh like like twerking out. And, like it'd be like things that like you wouldn't really expect from from someone like Amanda Bynes. Sure, she, like, yeah. Not that she had a family friendly image still, because at that point she kind of had been off the radar, and that was it. And then it started with the tweets about Drake. Yep. <laughs> and it would be things <laughs> um but like you, you should say things like oh god they airbrushed Drake to make his eyes look like he doesn't have down syndrome. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. And then she'd say I only like Drake because he's so ugly. His ugly cheeks at the EA conference. Fine he is not, but he knows he's ugly. I've spoken to him. Which, like I said to Rob before we started recording, reads like a Donald Trump tweet. Yeah, that's like she's having a stroke or something. (laughs) Drake has the ugliest smile. Ugly gums, uneven teeth, ugly eyes. Ugly gums? (laughs) I I feel like you have to be a dentist to talk about if gums are ugly. And then she'd say things like, I didn't tweet this. That's what happens. It's like, that's, that's what happened when I called Drake ugly. I didn't write that. And then, like, under that, she wrote, I blanked Drake Bell so many times on the Amanda Show set. Oh, God. (laughs) Great thing to tweet. (laughs) And then she would tweet out, I love Drake. It all makes sense, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the then like oh god she'd do like other things i think it's i forget i don't know who it is but like it'd be like chris brown like she'd like start tweeting things to like rihanna and be like uh, like a picture of somebody and she'd see like chris brown beat you because you're not pretty enough Unlike oh, your fugly face self, I don't do drugs. You need the intervention, dog. I met your ugly face in person. You aren't pretty. You know it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it, like and the thing about it, it went on for such a prolonged amount of time. People are like, like it was. It's the definition of a train wreck. Like no one yeah. wanted to look away. But at the same time, though, it was like, God, something bad's going to come of all this. And there's other ones like, I won't marry Drake because I want to marry a gorgeous man. Sorry, you're ugly, Drake, but I have dated ugly guys before, so you stand a chance. I'll post ugly pics of Drake every time I see one. Not hard, smiley face. Drake has, okay, here's the stuff about the uh, the ugly smile. Um, and every time she does this, she either like mentions him in the tweet or she'll spell it wrong and be like, at Drake's. Which might be oh. the official account of the Drake's Coffee Cake Company. Oh. Because <laughs> she writes like, at, Dr- at Drake's ugly and I only want to be his friend. I hope he follows me on Twitter one day. Oh, God. <laughs> Liam Hensworth is the most gorgeous man on the face of the earth other than Tans Watson, FYI. I know who Liam Hensworth is. Do you know who Tans Watson is? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> then there's another one that says, I plan on having surgery on my whole face. Straight up. <laughs> oh that's okay that's a funny phrase i want to say that to somebody be like be like what do you got planned for this weekend i think i'm gonna have surgery on my whole face straight up <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like okay have fun with that <laughs> then she posted the picture of like a face like i, I guess maybe like what snapchat does like a face swapping thing oh it's sure Nick, it's Nicki minaj and drake and it's like he's the woman blah ha 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 and she mentions him in the tweet <laughs> and she says, I need Nicki Minaj's wig person stat. <laughs> right on. Drake looks like blank both ways. I don't like him, so stop thinking I do. Uh, then I guess Perez Hilton got involved because she mentions oh. him and Drake. Uh, uh, Perez <laughs> that's, Hilton. That's what you need for your Twitter scandal. Perez Hilton, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's not uh, a true Twitter scandal until he's involved. <laughs> All right, at Perez Hilton, at Drake, not with his ugly smile and ugly, uneven teeth and fugly face. He's gay and ugly. I want a hot, straight man. She didn't mention the gums that time. Maybe no. they got better. <laughs> Drake wants That'd to be funny to see like, his, his ugly face, his ugly teeth, his gums got better. But his, his, his Down syndrome, eye, eye uh, brows, whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this one. sounds like a train wreck. It really is. Because it went on for a while. Because like, everyone got excited when she started tweeting. This is my okay. She tweeted out, "This is my Twitter. I say whatever I want. Thanks." And then share replies. You got that one right. That that one right is all capitalized. Sorry about shade, comma sweetheart, sweet dash heart. It was unintentional. Promise. Okay, okay. Shares get involved. <laughs> um, I wanted to share my story to prove you that I'm not crazy. I was just embarrassed. Surgery is a complete miracle for me. Dash nothing. My doctors are heroes who are also correct kids who have a cleft lip. Something as traumatic as webbing in between your eyes. I'm having my next surgery on Saturday. I was just embarrassed to share the fact that I had a birth defect. As soon as I had it removed, I couldn't wait to talk about it. Story with 
story with you so the media won't stop using old photos of me and stop writing lies about me having odd behavior when I consider myself to be a hero, to have suffered 27 years of the birth defect, just to now have it surgically removed. I had to share my need a few more surgeries to shave the bridge down to correct the rest of my nose so I can start the next chapter of my career. Music. I was born with a webbing in between my eyes. That was a birth defect that I had surgically removed. I've never been more excited. Now. Is the, is the now the last word of the tweet? Yes. It, it, no, she said, it ends with, with an exclamation mark, and it says, now. <laughs> okay. I am. I have no idea what the hell's going on with what you just read to me, Zach, but it sounds right in the same vein as all the other tweets almost. <laughs> all right. Here's some more. I'm transferring to NYU or Columbia from from FIDM to study psychology, so you'll see me in New York if you live here, but I hate stalkers. Okay. <laughs> Treat others how you want to be treated. The truth will set you free. And possibly the most Donald Trumpian tweet, don't believe anything the tabloids are saying about me. They dislike me for some odd reason. They continue to insult me every day. <laughs> that, oh my God. That, that's a Donald Trump tweet. Uh, yeah, I think that we just came up with like the hot new game show where we go to people on the street, we read them a tweet and say, is it from Donald Trump or a washed up child star? <laughs> <laughs> and they have to they have to guess. <laughs> oh god, be like Billy on the street. Cinemati's yes. on the street. Yes. Cinemati's on the street. I'm the cameraman. Oh. Rob goes around just like people with like a microphone and shoves it in their face. <laughs> and scream at them. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, perfect. I love it. But I saved the best tweet for last. I figured you were when I didn't hear it right off the bat. Zach has a favorite of the of the Amanda Bynes tweets. And it's a good oh. one. It's, it's, it, is, it is the greatest one. I'll tell them that. Oh, it's not my favorite. It's America's favorite tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Amer- America's official tweet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> March 21st, 2013. Quote. A historic day. <laughs> I want Drake to murder my vagina. End quote. <laughs> so that's the whole tweet. That is the whole tweet. I want Drake to murder my vagina. So where does this, did this come before or after a lot of the ugly, Drake is ugly tweets from that uh, we were looking at before? Do we know? I think it came before. That was March. In a lot of like the the Drakes, he's so ugly. He looks like he has Down syndrome. Was like June. Okay, so hear me out. This is what I'm thinking. She she tweets. She wants Drake to murder her vagina. Like we all it, do. we all we all would like Drake to murder <laughs> our vaginas at some point. Of course, but let's say that's her expectation, and it turns out that Drake just I don't know wounds her vagina. Doesn't actually murder it. So she gets pissed at Jay, at Drake, and goes off on this crazy ugly tweet rant. What do you think? I, I think that's the only logical explanation. Like, it wasn't murder. It was just attempted homicide of the vagina. Jeez. The nerve of that Drake. <laughs> oh, man. That is a good one. So I have to say, I've, I've heard that phrase before. Uh, well, I guess maybe not, you know. I've only rarely, though, I should say. Like, murdering a vagina, I feel like it's always been used in some very by very crude people. I've and heard it's, it's a just, crime in a couple of states. <laughs> sure, but, you know. <laughs> I I like just hearing Amanda like hearing that that is a tweet Amanda Bynes sent out will always just like be a wonderful wonderful fact of the universe that that happened <laughs> that's our timeline you know <laughs> a very dark alternate reality we currently live in yes yes the absolutely. darkest of timelines 
<laughs> oh, geez. Avengers Endgame, but forget about getting the Infinity Stones. They go back to early 2013 and try to figure out what's wrong with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> they have to save Amanda Bynes. Wasn't that some kid's show? Like, animated kid's show where they had to, like, go back in time and make sure that, like, the famous people became those famous people? Like, oh, God. I don't remember the name of the show, but there was one episode where they, like, have to go back in time and, like, make Edgar Allan Poe depressed because he was too happy and he wasn't going to write his horror story. So they have to go back and, like, make him sad or something. I feel like that Edgar Allan Poe drank himself to death, I'm fascinated to see the show now. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to do some digging, but I ve- I really remember something like that. I don't and there doubt could be that. A, That's a fun yeah. premise. <laughs> and there could be an episode where they have to go back and save Amanda Bynes. <laughs> and with that, the steel door closed shut, never to open again. Ooh, our timing is perfect. I bet he just finished the fall of the House of Usher. Peeking over his shoulder, we were thoroughly stunned by the title of the book. Winnie the Pooh? Yes, and tomorrow I shall write Little Women. But you can't do that, Mr. Poe. You're supposed to write horror stories. I've tried, but they all come out with happy endings. Perhaps if you were put into an environment of horror... That gives me a keen idea, Mr. Peabody. Let's take Mr. Poe to a haunted house. I was all for staying where we were, but it being Sherman's birthday, I decided to humor him. In those days, Baltimore was simply rampant with haunted houses. Time heist. (laughs) Time heist, perfect. Get their get their time GPSs. <laughs> uh, we have enough pin particles though to go back to all the different times she's tweeted. We have to pick the most like substantial ones and then go back from there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, but uh, going to some of the Dan Schneider stuff now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dan Schneider, I think, got his contract cut from Nickelodeon a few years ago, and he made them a ton of money. Definitely. Be- between things like all that, the Amanda Show, iCarly victorious Sam and cat. Like I think it's fair to say that the God he's discovered so many actresses. Yep. Oh yeah. And, uh, and obviously Ariana Grande being the biggest. Mm-hmm. So, and then like, if you, there's a lot of like research people have done and there's a lot of like, Oh God, third party, like testimonials that are kind of up in the air about things that may, like, it's rumored that Dan Schneider had like a foot fetish. Because at okay. one point, like he went on like Twitter, like on the official like salmon cat Twitter account, and he's like, like write like hashtag salmon cat on your foot and like photograph it and send it to me at oh, PO box. And like, he actually like there's actual like evidence of this. Everyone's like, this is this looks bad. And there's like yeah. behind the scenes footage too of like him on like Victorious, where like he'll be telling like Victoria like Justice like like come here like take your shoes off. And it's like why? Oh, it's like take your shoes off. <laughs> But my feet won't be in the frame. All the more reason to take your shoes off. You have the wrong shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Those things were cut out of all the old Mr. Oldman sketches. Yeah, yeah, they had to cut around the fetish stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's like if you go online, if you type in like Dan Schneider, like you'll get like a ton of articles being like, why hasn't he been Me Too'd yet? Mm-hmm. And it's stuff like that. So yeah, he's like again, we don't know. It's all allegedly. Everything yep. is prefaced with the word allegedly. But like even like if you go on like YouTube, I think on one of the Amanda show like DVDs, there's like a behind the scenes feature where it's like B-roll of like the jacuzzi and he's in the jacuzzi with her. Okay. And it's like it just it feels icky. It feels really icky watching it. And it's like, ugh. I think out, they said, like, outside the studio, like, where he, like, worked at Nickelodeon, they had, like, a Nickelodeon, like, sign that was orange, but was in the shape of a foot. 
Oh God! <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, like, is, is this just kind of like a coincidence, or is it like deep-seated foot fetishism in the Nickelodeon business?" <laughs> yeah, and like, the whole idea is kind of like after all the money he made them for so many years, they it, it just like cut him out one day. Like, they paid him; he got like a seven million dollars severance check. But, oh yeah. my God, Zach! It's co- it just came back to me, but when I was doing the research, I saw I read about it. It's of course was not one of the episodes we picked, but there is a fake commercial. In the Amanda show, where basically it's saying you can buy a little like costume and makeup kit to like dress up your big toe. It's called My Pretty Big Toe. Well, there this you makes go. so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah. And that's, they, they said like, people, people have gone through like all of his projects, and there's a lot of like foot humor and emphasis on feet. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, allegedly, but. <laughs> Magic Eight Ball says Outlook not so good. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's uh, crazy. Who would have thought that, like, when we were all watching the show at like eight years old, that like 15, 20 years later, we'd be looking back on it with the I, with the notion that the creator might be some kind of pervert, and that the titular star would be tweeting out the phrase "blank murder my vagina." <laughs> Who would have thunk, folks? Exactly. Yep. And that we'd hate it too. <laughs> <laughs> and that we would go on to despise it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's what I realized with Cinematis. We do some of our best conversations on things that we love and on things that we dislike. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Rob. Anything else about the Amanda show? I think the only thing that I, I have left to mention is part of the cast. We haven't talked about him yet, but he is uh, recurring. He's probably a main feature. Um, Johnny Kassir, Kasser, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He's the guy who plays Mr. Gullible. Um, the, the only reason I want to bring him up is because, as we talked about last week, Tom Kenny was in Mr. Show, who was the voice of the Ice King throughout all of Adventure Time. Johnny Kassir is actually the voice of the Ice King in the original Adventure Time pilot, that aired on Nickelodeon. Look at that. Why are you always stealing ladies? I'm going to make one marry me. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> Your hat is stupid. So yeah, I, I thought that was cool that in our sketch comedy, we have seen in, in live versions, both voice actors for the Ice King. It's a win-win. <laughs> Very interesting. Other than that, I'm ready for the real questions if you are. Cinemati and or late night movie. Oh, God. Um, okay, we're going to get the easy one out of the way. Late night movie, F no. Uh, no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I, was, I was thinking, you know, this, this falls into the category of I could get somebody to want to watch it for that nostalgia reason. But like we've already said, Zach and I are saying do not watch this ever. Let yeah, the nostalgia don't. reign. So no, we're okay, good. We're in agreement. Hard no for late night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say I, F no, F no. Okay, no. okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, Cinemati. Oh God, um, I'm I'm torn because on one side I want to say no because I can't stand it, but on the other side, for the same reason, I kind of want to say yes because it's it's one. This is probably it, it's in a weird spot. It's the first sketch comedy show that I really latched onto and. Now that I've come to love it so much, I also find sketch comedy. I also find it interesting that this is probably my least favorite sketch comedy show. So the one that I originally found is now the one I hate the most. 
this makes some sense in my history. I think we've talked about it before where it's like I've found bands where I'll hear one song by them and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then I'll listen to the rest of their music and I'll be like, man, that first song that hooked me is like their worst song. And but I I don't know. I don't know, Zach, at all. The repetitiveness of it is just so kooky, but it is a kid's show, so it kind of fits for it. I'm on the fence, but I think I'm leaning towards no. What are your thoughts? I'm going to say yes if you walk in with the context we've given you. If you walk in knowing that the creator Mm -hmm. is some sort of like foot fetish pervert and that the titular star would later go off the rails and just all the other – if you go in knowing like just how like – weird this show is just kind of like how it is so like the antithesis to like inventive and creative okay sure if you go when expecting a train wreck you surely won't be disappointed joke true and that's why i'm going to give it yes if you go in with the right amount of context that we've provided in this episode i'm going to give it a yes as a cinemati okay okay i i accept that i accept that answer it's it's kind of like one of our know your audience type of answers um, you know, we're still, say, we're still saying it. not to watch this. Do not Definitely. watch this. <laughs> Definitely. This is a classification, not a recommendation. Yes. Yeah. Mm, so I think I think I'm going to stick with my no. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think I want to stick with my no because I, I cinema. When you say you know, if you have the right background, if you come into it with that context, then yes, cinemodities to me might be a little purer, if if that makes some sense, where it should just like you know vacuously be either yes or a no. The context is interesting. Late night makes some sense because you have some choice. But at the same time, I don't know if I could in goodwill call this a cinemodity and then tell somebody not to watch it. I don't know if I want that category of cinemodity where it's a cinemodity, but we say don't watch it ever. Have we done well, that we, already? Yeah, that I happened? think Jurassic World, I think we've done that. Claws, we've really, done that. That's a really good point. We've, yeah, we've we classified things as okay. cinematics, and we've okay. been like, "Don't watch this." Like, it's a classification. It's kind of like, uh, like oh god, like classifying animals. It's like you should never get near this animal, but it's here just in case you ever do. Ah, good. Okay, interesting. So this was this was us doing more of a Steve Irwin thing, like putting our head in the tiger's mouth or <laughs> alligator's mouth by discussing this. Okay, okay, I could see that. That's what I mean. That it's okay. that's as cinemodies, we're also here on top of giving you uh, uh, provocative conversation. We're here to also provide warnings about like when you're starting to like go down the rabbit's hole or yes. un- uh, on the uncharted pathways. Okay, okay, interesting. I think I'm going to stick s- with my my no, but this might be something we have to revisit on our no, two year anniversary. No, absolutely not. No. Well, if I, I mean, I, you know, I'll put the asterisk next to it in the spreadsheet. You could delete it as many times as you want. I'll keep putting it back. <laughs> I want to say that, like, as I was, like, watching this and as I thought about it afterwards, this might be the only other time in Cinemodies that this kind of falls into the same ranking as, like, Claws. Like, I was watching this and it was making me angry. And I'm like, this is just trash. Like, I, a couple of times while watching this, maybe I've cooled a little bit on it now that I've talked about it mm-hmm. and I've, uh, vented a little but this this feels like the next like, almost like a children's version of claws not because it's like raunchy sure. or anything but because it's just like there's nothing to it it's just like appealing to its audience on like the lowest like just basic level absolutely everybody remembers that your snack from the claws episode was the potato chip bag not even the chips the bag like it was supposed cancer. to that yeah, it doesn't cancer. give you it doesn't give you any nutrition, but it gives you cancer. And yeah, that's that's exactly like I think I mentioned it before. This show is completely non-nutritious. There is nothing to it. Bingo. 
All right. So snacks then? Snacks at <laughs> how is this gonna, Yeah. How is this going to influence the restaurant? So I want to uh, start with I know one I mentioned already. Like in the first episode we uh, discussed, Amanda put on audience member awards. So I think that we should have, you know, maybe during the dinner rush or something, we would have like the diner or the customer awards. And so we would pick things. So like in the Amanda show, maybe we would have like least intelligent customer. But one that I thought of that I think would be really cool is that during the dinner rush, like maybe when like the, the most people are in the restaurant or something at whatever time of the day it's busiest, one of the awards we give out is the customer that can scream their complaints the loudest. Because that's going to happen. Like right? People are going to get people are going to get food and they're going to get angry and they'd be like, "You gave my kid like a bunch of nails on a plate. Like, what the hell is this?" And it's like, "Thank you for entering our competition for loudest complainer, sir." <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of awards going to patrons at a restaurant that scream and complain the loudest. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure tr- I was trying to think that that was the only one I came up with that I really like. like I f- felt fit perfectly, but I was trying thinking trying to think of things where it'd be like you know. What negative interactions are going to occur in the restaurant between, you know, patrons and the wait staff and all that stuff? And how do we make awards based around it? Mm. <laughs> Just yeah. like with our, you know, I think with our coupons, we got to think of more coupons, awards, we got to think of more of all that stuff. It's a good, it's a good, um, you know, open-ended type of snack or event. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I, I want to hardcore say that we should not do anything like scooper duper that is beneath no, us that no. is so so far beneath us if anything that we've previously said is on the restaurant menu is even remotely similar to anything in scooper duper know that it has nothing to do with scooper duper and it came from a much more interesting concept than scooper duper okay <laughs> yes everybody be aware uh sumo soda though that one is the one i'm kind of a little more intrigued oh, by no. oh no oh <laughs> no even though it's not feasible, um, I think it, it's an interesting concept, you know, because people drink out of like, um, say, tiki glasses or something, right? Like, you know, the the, gla- the cup is carved to look like a person or, or some object like Star Wars cups. You know, I'm sure Zach has seen those where like the cup looks like Darth yeah. Vader or Boba Fett's head or whatever. So I was thinking, well, what if we had like the same idea where it was like a little small, like I'm thinking Buddha statue type, but it would be a sumo wrestler. And you would be able to put the straw through the stomach. So it would basically be like a Capri Sun, but you got to, you know, stab it in the side. Would just be messy as hell if a little kid oh, got yeah. it. Absolutely. But, you know, we got so many other messes in the Cinematics restaurant. I, I feel like, you know, it just adds to the pile. You know, the car wash <laughs> is heavy duty for that exact reason. Um, so, yeah, I could, I could kind of see, like, taking the concept of sumo soda, sumo soda and making it an actual beverage, like an actual novelty to drink out of a sumo wrestler's belly button, but it's not actually from a, another person. Okay, that's a little bit more, uh, it goes down a little bit smoother yeah, than the yeah. actual sketch. Exactly, exactly. And then the last snack I wanted to pitch um, is related to the Mr. Oldman sketch that we kind of went over quickly in the last episode, the season finale, or series finale. Um, it's, it's when he gets hit in the head with meatloaf. So, I would. I should say that we should have meatloaf on the menu. We might already. For some reason, I was thinking we might have pitched meatloaf at some point for something. Um, but if we don't, we'll throw it on there. And it's going to be regular meatloaf. But the way that it gets served to the customer is that when the meatloaf is ready, two waiters are notified. One waiter gets the meatloaf, like they pick it up. 
the other waiter distracts the customer who ordered it, like, you know, tries to talk to him or, or get him to do something. And while the customer's distracted, the waiter throws the meatloaf at them. And that's how we serve our customers meatloaf. I think I like the idea that we wheel the oven with the meatloaf to, over to the table and there's like a spring in there that launches it at them. <laughs> so like a bigger version of the condiment train shooting the pickles at people? Yes, but it's like a, you wheel the oven over and the oven like when it's ready like shoots it out. <laughs> oh my god, see that's great because then on the menu we could call it table side meatloaf. There we go. See, it just writes itself. So somebody would be like, oh, table side service. That sounds fancy. And then it's just meatloaf spring. <laughs> What's well, okay, that like? I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you have to call ahead, though, for that one. I want to see people try and catch the meatloaf, but it's going to come. It's going to spring out of the oven like the moment it's done. So it's going to oh, be yeah. scalding hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people who ordered aren't going to be prepared either. They're just going to think, oh, what's this? They're like, oh, he's going to open the oven and, you know, take the tray out and put it on the table. And nope, it's just going to – how? What, like, what, what velocity are we talking? Are we talking like it's going to lob it onto the table? Or are we talking like if this is a booth 20- against the wall, it's going to smash into the wall type of thing? <laughs> I'm thinking at least 20 miles per hour. <laughs> I'm thinking at least 20 miles what's a, per hour. What's a T-shirt gun velocity? Can we get <laughs> – can we get like a meatloaf gun? <laughs> Can we make an <laughs> oven into a meatloaf gun? <laughs> I wonder. Okay, somebody has to Google that right now. The velocity of a t-shirt gun. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I really actually I actually really want to know this. Like, what's an acceptable range for a t-shirt gun? All right. Well, Rob does that. Uh, I'll do my snack. Yes. Uh, I know Rob feels he's taking my uh, snack master title away, but sometimes he has to realize that less is more. So this is my idea for a snack. This is maybe less the Amanda show and more the vitamin C aspect of the episode. Considering how I already talked about vitamin C's hair color, we're not in that it goes from like bright orange to like burnt orange from like her scalp to like the ends. Okay. So what I'm going to do is we're going to make a special type of pasta called vitamin C pasta. Mm. We're going to take flour that's been enriched around the Chernobyl containment zone. So it gets that really bright, like inhuman looking color. We're going to make that into pasta, serve it to people in much like the claws chips bag. It will also give you cancer, but at least there'll be food. So you'll get some nutritional value out of it. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. I like that. So you said it was going to be called vitamin C pasta. Yes, it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same colors as her hair and her outfit. Oh, interesting, interesting. It's, I like it's that flower that's enriched by the nuclear containment zone of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Anyway, you will much like the claws chips bag that will will kill you. This will kill you also, but at least you got a meal out of it. Oh, right on, right on. Because this is okay. not as bad as claws, but it's like maybe a step or two away from it. Gotcha. I'll get, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so I found a a conference paper from the International Mechanical Engineering Conference and Exposition from 2016 called Risk Assessment of Air Cannons at Sporting Events. <laughs> I am not I am not on my academic network, so I cannot download the full paper oh. right now. But I will. Don't worry, I will. But you when you're not on your academic network, you can see some of the figures. And so without having the context, I'll dig in. There might, we might have to do an update when I say, you know, dig into the paper and see if this is true. But according to this, this figure that they're showing, the average velocity of a T-shirt 
is 57 meters per second. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Could you imagine a meatloaf going 57 meters per second? That's pretty good. That's ridiculous. That's crazy to me. <laughs> What's this paper called? Like uh, explaining the mod, the mod Flanders incident. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's somewhere in their like related work. They talk about the mod oh. Flanders incident. <laughs> yeah, oh, great. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. I'll, uh, if it's worth it, I'll give you guys a uh, a cinematic update. But it, it's a recent paper, so you know, let three years ago. That's that's actually it's gonna be some accurate information. So. Right on. Oh, there's there's figures about the cross sections of t-shirt guns and the force they produce. Oh, this is going to be great. Does it make a difference? But the, the t-shirt is it a cotton t-shirt? Is it a polyester t-shirt? Is it Ooh. part silk? That I'll have to. It just says t-shirt on this graph or this um this table. But I'll the have different to different materials into it. change the velocity. That's whatever I said. I well, we what I say. We need grant money to to <laughs> investigate if the Amanda show. Uh, ruined society or ruined millennials. We also need grant money to determine the or do a true study on t-shirt projector projectiles. <laughs> <laughs> the important things. That's what Cinematis covers. Yeah, and then once the once we do these, we get the grant money and we publish these papers. That's what the kids get. Like the the kid little kids come to the Cinematis restaurant. And the parents are like, "Oh, you got." crayons and like color and stuff to keep our kid busy and it's like no we have research documents <laughs> about your meatloaf gun that you're gonna get fired at in a couple hours yes yes <laughs> oh i love it okay great did you have any other snacks no nope, but i think i'm done when it comes to the amanda show okay i, I, I guess, have to say oh, i'm thing. done as well <laughs> one thing we didn't point this out that in two different sketches one of them we saw Danny Bonaducci is like one oh. of the like, the like the like characters. Yeah, yeah, he has a, a, some appearances in the show. Yep, yep. Another <laughs> child actor gone crazy. Yeah, <laughs> something oddly prophetic about him being in this. Yeah, this was just the next natural stepping stone, as it turns out. <laughs> all these childlike stars are all like linked to each other somehow. It's like, it's like a weird sort of like domino effect. Yeah, the DUI arrests. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nexus of it all. <laughs> and Drake Bell being worth uh, negative half a million dollars. Yep, yep, yep. That's what happens when you go around murdering vaginas. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, Drake was also a child star. He was on, uh, oh God, uh, Degrassi. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's all connected. Yep, indeed. indeed. Who, who's, the, who's that guy during the uh, uh Unsolved Mystery Series, The Bible Code. I'm pretty sure if you look up Amanda and Bynes, the words <laughs> murder and vagina appear. Yeah. We need to run some skip code. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> There's a great like uh, sketch comedy bit just waiting to be done about like childhood stars and skip code in, in the Bible. I feel, like, I feel like, Zach, one day, if we ever have a sketch comedy show, it's going to be like, if you have not listened to literally every episode of Cinemodities, you will not understand the jokes we're making. Like, it's going to be just a mass combination, an orgy almost, of all of the things we've discussed. <laughs> that'll, that's what, that, that'll be the, the blurb we get, like, in TV Guide. It'll be, like, an orgy of inside jokes that have no context provided. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, all right, Rob, it. so how are we going to end this episode? Well, I think just as we did with Mr. Show, we should work uh, with our theme song. Um, I'm sorry to say, Zach, I, I do not want to use vitamin C music as the outro. I think we should take a good old man, Amanda, 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 play that in reverse, because repetitive stuff in reverse is always interesting sounding. 
With some but, Penelope police or some uh, Amanda police thrown yes. in there for good measure. Oh, yes, it's insane. This oh, we forgot to talk about uh, AmandaPolice.com. Well, I mean, well, we talked about the sketches a little bit that show it, but what else did no, you want to say what about it? No, the, the website. The website was like around for like 15 years after the show ended. Oh, okay. And I went, and I went to go. I remember like year, like, like it wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, I went and looked at it. It was still there. And then uh, I went to look at it for this time. It redirects to like Nick.com. Yeah, and, I did. I tried the same thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you look at uh, apparently as of November of like 2017, uh, Nick, Nickelodeon pulled the plug on it. Oh, okay. So it was up for like 15 years after the show ended. Wow. That I did not know. Okay. But it's still available via the Way, Way Back Wait, Machine, okay. the yeah. archive. So Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. But before that, Rob, tell our audience what we'll be delving into next week. Uh, another one that Zach will be very gung ho about that we're both going to be really excited for, but in the complete polar opposite way we were excited for this one. We are going to be discussing something that deserves all of the praise it gets as sketch comedy, the wonderful, the only Chappelle show. I know I'm pumped, Zach. You're pumped, right? Yes, as a white man discussing a black comedian who makes a lot of black humor, I am very excited to... uh qualify everything i say with i'm probably not allowed to say this oh yeah things are gonna get race related next week on cinemodities <laughs> walking on eggshells folks walking on eggshells <laughs> wait till zach sees the episodes i picked for us to discuss <laughs> get the bad taste of the amanda show out of our mouth <laughs>